0: Hare Krishna! Welcome to the eleventh episode of the Strengthening Foundation series and today's topic is the 10 Offences against the chanting of the Holy Name, against the chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, first we will offer our respects to Srila Prabhupada, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna and then we will proceed on. Gyan Timiranthasya Gyananjana Shalakya Chakshuran yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Nama Om Vishnupada Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani prachāriṇe Nirvishesha Sunyavadi deśa tāriṇe name Jayashri Krishna Chaitanya prabhu nityānanda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare So, chanting, this um, session or all these sessions, um, I want to just make it very clear that I am not giving these, uh, I mean, explanations because I am very learned or I am very qualified in these subjects, but um, this is actually a service to the holy name. So, I am just hoping that by engaging in this service to the holy names, um, I may get some mercy and mercy of all the Vaishnavas as well and of course, Srila Prabhupada, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna and this is the sole reason uh, we are uh, conducting these classes. So, it is not that I am qualified in any way, it is just out of um, service to all the Vaishnavas. So, we will quickly try to understand because this is a very, very important topic and it can go very long. So I will try my best to condense as much as possible, but at the same time, the idea is not to condense it, the idea is to understand it in great detail, because uh, this is going to uh, very much um, decide, I mean the understanding of these aspects, these foundational aspects pretty much decides how well we advance in our Krishna consciousness. So, this is uh, an investment, it is not a waste of time. Waste of time is when we do not engage in the service of the Lord and Ayur So, uh, that is there in the second, chap- second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 3, Text 17. Both by rising and by setting, the sun decreases the duration of life of everyone except one who utilizes the time by discussing the topics of the all-good personality of Godhead. Just like an investor, he will... um, he knows what is waste of money and what is investing money. So, a waste of money is when you are not going to get any return from it, but an investment <coughs> sorry, an investment uh, looks like a waste of money at that point of time, but a businessman knows that this will give me a lot of returns in the future. So, they invest in certain companies or invest in whatever different enterprises. So, this time engaged in uh, hearing about Krishna and His holy name and how we can improve in our foundational aspects of devotional life is a great investment. So let us not look at it like a waste of time, uh, but um, try to learn from these sessions. (coughs) So in chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, there are certain considerations. So there are three stages, basically. Three stages of chanting. So not all, not all chanting is equal. Sorry, Prabhu. Huh? Really? Is there no audio? Is the audio coming through? I want to know i think it is coming kindly let me know in the comments now if the audio is coming clear because some people say it is not they can't hear it okay everybody is hearing well okay then we will alright thank you very much so we will proceed on thank you very much so continuing on maybe somebody's devices have muted audio because everybody else can hear some people cannot hear okay everybody says okay so we will proceed. <coughs> so in the in the um, chanting of holy name, so there are three stages Nama Aparad, Nama Abhas, and Shuddhanam. Please try to remember these words. Don't just let them go over the head and <laughs> forget the whole thing. So there are three stages. What are they? Nama Aparad. Nama Aparad. Nama Abhas. Abhas, Naam Abhas and Shuddha Naam. So Naam Aparad means the offensive stage of chanting, the Nama. Naam Abhas means the neutral stage of chanting, where there are no offenses. But Shuddha Naam is the stage where one can hear or one can chant the holy name, Shuddha in pure love of Godhead. So, it is said, I think... Uh, so, Nupal Prabhu is showing me one purport, where Srila Prabhupada says that the Holy Name is powerful, but when it is chanted by a pure devotee, it becomes even more powerful. So this is um, because Chuddha Naam, so the chanting of Srila Prabhupada and our chanting does not have the same effect, uh, because his chanting is, a, is in the pure platform. And the results one can get from that is different from nama prad. So, in Sudha Naam, in Sudhanam, one can fully, as soon as he chants, he, he will feel all the ecstasies and he can fully realize the holy name. Whereas, even though we may chant in Naam Prad for millions of years, uh, it will not uh, arouse even the slightest feeling of love of Godhead. And all devotees are always... And en- enc- not encouraged. It is a must that everybody should work very hard to try to nullify these offenses. So the other day, um, Mark Krabu from Hungary, he was asking um, that when we chant verses like "Nayanam, Galadastrud you know tears are flowing from my eyes, like torrents of rain, and I'm feeling all vacant in the world in your absence." all these um, feelings how one should understand when we are chanting them. So, the, the thing is these symptoms can be understood uh, when one is chanting in Shuddhanam. So, now it is not, we, are, we cannot imitate such a stage, but we should try to consciously o- avoid the ten offences. The reason why we chant these ten offences every single day in the morning is because we have to remember them and try to uh, avoid them by all means possible. So, these offences are actually quoted in the purport of the 8th chapter of the Adilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, in the 24th verse. But, we will go through from the 6th verse of the 8th chapter of the Adilila. Have you gotten the verse? Have you gotten the quote? Where? Hmm? No, have you gotten the quote that more powerful... Mantra becomes more powerful. Is that what you have gotten? So, where? where? Okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. If you haven't found it, it's okay. I was just asking if you have found it. <coughs> so, if you have, just leave it in the comments. If anybody, whoever has found, find it, just leave it in the comments. We will revisit that later. So, from this Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila, Chapter 8, Verse 6. So, I'll read the translation. This is actually very nice. jay pandit sakala ta vidya bheka means frogs. Um, <coughs> translation. The education cultivated by so called learned scholars who do not believe this, these statements of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita is like the tumultuous croaking of frogs. Purport, the croaking of the frogs in the rainy season resounds very loudly in the forest with the result that snakes, hearing the croaking in the darkness, approach the frogs and swallow them. Similarly, the so-called educational vibrations, educational vibrations <laughs> of the tongues of university professors who have, who do not have spiritual knowledge, is like the croaking of frogs. Now whoever is a big advocate of material education, please listen this very carefully. Remember this verse. I also want to remember this verse. Bheka, Bheka Kolahala, Vidya Pat, Eshabna Mane Jai Pandit Sakala, Eshabna Mane Jai Pandit Sakala, Tashabar Vidya Pat, Bheka Kolahala, this is a very nice verse. So, we have already understood in the uh, Shikshashtaka prayers in the first verse, it is said, Vidya Vadhu Jeevanam, the chanting is the, is the goal of all education and life of all education. And uh, Sri Pralad Maharaj also said, Tanmanye dhita in the Kanto uh, 7, Chapter 5, Text 24. So, the, all the, the devotional service is the, the goal of all education. Most intelligent person is the one who engages in devotional service. And also, Srimad Bhagavatam 11 Kanto says that, Sumedhasa, Yajanti Sumedhasa, Krishna Varnam Dvisha Krishna, Sango Pangastra Pashanam, Yajnai Sankirtanampraya, Yajantihi Sumedhasa. Ha. So one who Sumethasa means one who is who is intelligent, one who is actually educated. He will engage in the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. So that is the verdict. And he will also Krishna Varnam Vishakrisnam Sangha Pangastra Pashanam Yajnai Sankirtana prayar Yajanti. So he will also worship. Not only the holy name, but also the incarnation who has spread the holy name, who is Chaitanya Charitam, uh, who is uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and this Chaitanya Charitamrita is the same teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, whoever doesn't believe the statements of Chaitanya Charitamrita is a is a uh, so-called pandit who is actually like a frog croaking of frogs. All their so-called explanations are croaking of frogs. So, now, we will go to the next verse. So, the, although the 10 offenses are mentioned in the eighth or 8.24 of the Adilila, these statements are very important to understand, so that we get a whole context, why they are explained and in the context of our movement as well. Mane Jeba Kare Krishna Bhakti Krishna Kripa one who does not accept the glories of the Panchatattva but still makes a show of devotional service to Krishna can never achieve the mercy of Krishna or advance to the ultimate goal. Especially in this Kali Yuga, without the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one can hardly make any advancement in in spiritual life. One may underestimate oh Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Many people think, even the historians of India, they think Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a medieval Indian saint. That's what they understand of Chaitanya Chet- Mahaprabhu. He is just a medieval Indian saint. A saint is always good, but he is not just an ordinary, ordinary saint. He is Krishna's incarnation in the form of a saint. Uh, bhakta avataram, Bhaktakyam, uh, krishnam Krishna, Bhaktarupaswarupakam. He is in the form of Bhakta, in the form of saint, in the form of devotee, but he is actually Bhakta Avataram. Uh, he is uh, Krishna's avatar in the form of Bhakta. Channa avatar in another place it is said. Uh, in the 7th Kanto, 9th chapter, 38th verse. Channa avatar. Hmm. That means he is a hidden incarnation. He is not known as God. He comes as a devotee. And anyone who... Because one thing Krishna cannot do. Few things Krishna also cannot do. You know that? <laughs> few things Krishna also cannot do. That one, one of the things is he cannot... Break his devotee's promise. He will break his own promise for the sake of devotee's promise, but he cannot at any time break a devotee's promise or allow a devotee's promise to be broken. We are talking about devotee who are chanting in the Shuddhanam and the pure devotee platform. We should not think that oh, now I am devotee. Whatever I promise, Krishna will do. No, no. no. Then he will absolutely he will make sure everything nothing will work. Whatever our promises, nothing will work. So, ah. Uh, so, one of the other, other things that Krishna cannot do is that he cannot hide from his devotees. He may hide. He is called Channavatar. He is called Triyuga. He comes only in Triyugas. In the Kali Yuga, he doesn't manifest. But actually, he comes like even in Buddha. Buddha also, he is an incarnation of Krishna. But again, that is also Channavatar, another kind of Channavatar. He was hidden. He did not mention himself as God. So, in Kali Yuga, he does not mention himself as God. When he comes as Kalki, he of course... Uh, shows his supremacy by ending Kali Yuga and starting satya Yuga. But in the Kali Kali Yuga, he doesn't assert himself as the supreme personality of Godhead. Now, especially true for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, especially true for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he does not um, try to show himself at any time. Even when devotees, when when, uh, Rupa Goswami, Chanatana Goswami, they found out that he is... uh, he they knew, Namo Krishna When he composed this verse, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu you know, uh, ran away from the... He, he always closes his ears. Whenever devotees say that you are Krishna, then he immediately covers his ears. No, 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 I am not Krishna. He is showing us that in this incarnation, anyone who claims that I am God, that means he is a number one dog. He is not God. He is dog. So, he is showing us by his personal example that one should never allow oneself to be called God. So, that is what he is teaching, but he himself is Krishna. Uh, So, of course, confidentially, he showed some devotees also, that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He showed his Shatbhuj-roop to Bhattacharya. He showed his, uh, uh, what, um, universal form to, I think, uh, who? Mm, One devotee, I I keep forgetting these stories. (laughs) In the Chaitanya Charitamritam, uh, he made so many, um, in fact, to Ramanandra, he, he showed himself as Radha and Krishna. So, in this way, very confidentially, he has shown, but for the rest of the people, he did not assert himself, he just posed himself as a bhakta. But although he hid himself, we cannot, we as devotees, we should not uh, minimize the position of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, otherwise, our all advancement is gone. Uh, So, of course, this. this is explaining the same point, but we will go to the next verse. If you want, you can read actually the translations and purports of these few verses that we are reading. Sometimes, we may skip the purports or what, because we want to get to the ten offences. But um, for further study, we can, you can read more in detail. Formerly, kings like Jarasandha, the father-in-law of Kamsa, strictly followed the Vedic rituals, thus worshipping Lord Vishnu. Hmm. Here it is said in the purport, if one becomes a devotee of Gaurasandhar or Krishna, but Gaurasandhar means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please know. Hmm? If one becomes a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Krishna, Gaurasundar or Krishna, but does not give importance to the Panchatattva, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Sri Vasad Gaur Bhakt Vrinda. His activities are considered to be offenses, or in other words, of Sri Rupa Goswami, Utpata, disturbances. One must therefore be ready to offer due respects to the Panchatattva before becoming a devotee of Lord Gaurasundar or of Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is another thing. Not only should we accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but all the Panchatattva, they are all five different forms of uh, Krishna. Of course, Srivas is Naradmani, but all liberated. Gauranga, Sangi, Gane, Nitya, Siddha, Kaurimane, Narutundas Thakura is sung. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Prabhu, Gadadhar Prabhu, and Srivas Prabhu. We have to understand the glories of all of them. If you want to understand the glories of all of them, please read the first few. If you go to the Adilila of Chaitanya Charitamritam. Each of the, I mean, the glories of each of the panchatattva is mentioned. So, in order not to offend them, in order not to understand them as ordinary devotees, we should know what their glories are. Otherwise, we will take them as ordinary. Just like any Hindu, they will take Krishna as one of the gods. That is offences. That is an offence. You see, um, the second offence against the chanting of the holy name is to consider Krishna the same. Such a person is an offender who considers Krishna equal to other gods, other demigods? Uh, but why, why so many people do that? Because they don't have knowledge. So, when we have knowledge, now as devotees, we have heard from Srila Prabhupada, uh, our guru, so now that we understand, oh Krishna is supreme personality of Godhead, before this we did not understand. So the the way how to come out of the offences is to actually know their glories, then we can come out of the offences. To understand that it is an offense not to respect all panchatattva is one thing, but actually, how to do it? To really know their glories, then we can understand. Then we will automatically not commit offenses. Otherwise, we know, yeah, it is an offense to not accept panchatattva, but why? Who are panchatattva? Oh, I do not know. That means no use, that is an offense. So, therefore, one must read all these chapters of. Chaitanya Charitamrita, very nicely. Hmm. So, next verse. In fact, there is an incident where um, one devotee, he accepted Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as uh, incarnation of Krishna. But he did not accept Nityananda Prabhu. He fell down. He did not accept Nityananda Prabhu as uh, Balaram's incarnation. Balram Hoylo Nithai. But he did not accept. He accepted Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He fell down. So, we, we cannot make this mistake. Hmm. Krishna Nahi mane, tate daitya kare mane, mani. Chaitanya na mane le, taiche daitya tare jane. One who does not accept Krishna as a Supreme Personality of Godhead is certainly a demon. Similarly, anyone who does not accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna, the same Supreme Lord, is also to be considered a demon. You see, the example is given of Jarasandha. He was following all, you know, uh, he was even worshipping Vishnu through the, the sacrificial and all the sacrifices, charity and everything. But he did not accept Krishna when he came, he fought with him. Formerly, there were kings like Jarasandha who strictly followed the Vedic rituals, acted as charitable, competing Kshatriyas, possessed all Kshatriya qualities and were, e- and were even obedient to the Brahmanical culture. In fact, Jarasandha was killed by Bhima. Bhima. Uh, But Bhima, Arjuna and Krishna came to Jarasandha's kingdom in the garb of Brahmanas and that's how they challenged him. But how? Because other than Brahmanas, no Kshatriyas were allowed in his kingdom. So, because they may, you know, create war. So, in order to easily come into the kingdom, uh, Krishna, Bhima and Arjuna, they they disguised themselves as Brahmanas and went to him. And then uh, he he said, I will give, oh, Brahmanas, he served them nicely and then, what do you want? Then he said, uh, "I want to fight." Bhima said. Then Jarasandha was like a little bit. Then he, they, then they, you know, revealed themselves as actually Krishna, Bhima, and Arjuna. Then he said, "All right, well, let's have a fight." And in that fight, which lasted 28 days, finally Jarasandha was killed. So uh, he was a, even a very great. Uh, res- uh, he was uh, greatly respecting brahmanical culture also, but he but did not, who did not accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Jarasandha attacked Krishna many times and each time, of course, he was defeated. Like Jarasandha, any man who performs Vedic rituals, but does not accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, must be considered an Asura or demon. Similarly, one who does not accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna himself is also a demon. This is the conclusion of authoritative scriptures. Therefore, both so-called devotion to Gaurasandhar without devotional service to Krishna and so-called Krishna Bhakti without devotional service to Gaurasandhar are non-devotional activities. See how strongly it is being said here. If one wants to be successful on the path of Krishna consciousness, he must thoroughly, he must be thoroughly conscious of the personality of Gaurasundar as well as the personality of Krishna. Knowing the personality of Gaurasundar means knowing the personalities of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Adhur, Sri Vasad, Gaur Bhaktavrinda. All together. When we say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sangopang Parshadam, all his associates together. Hmm. The author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, pursuant to the authorities, stresses this principle for perfection in Krishna consciousness. So at least start reading the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, at least that we must do. If you cannot start Chaitanya Charitamrita right away, all devotees must read teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Then slowly you go to Chaitanya Charitamrita also, Chaitanya Charitamrita is a must read for all devotees. Morena Manile, Habe Nash, Karila Sanyas. See how merciful Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought, unless people accept me, they will all be destroyed. Thus the merciful Lord accepted the Sanyas order. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a grihastam, uh, but he saw that some people criticized him. Especially, there was one incident in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was holding beads, 108 beads, and he was chanting the names actually on the beads or on the fingers, he was chanting the names of the gopis, 108 principal gopis. So, somebody criticized him, why you are chanting the name of gopis, you know, you should chant the name of Krishna. So, they criticized him, they don't know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know. Uh, of course he taught gopi bhartu dasa dasa i am the servant of the servant of the servant of the gopi maintainer of the gopis so in that humble mood he was chanting whatever he is mahabhav he is in different position how one can you know so ordinary living entity he can advise chaitanya mahaprabhu what to do so chaitanya mahaprabhu they criticized him that you should not chant the uh, gopis name you should chant krishna's name so chaitanya mahaprabhu thought they are considering me ordinary although i have come with a big treasure to uh, deliver them Chaitanya in the Kali yuga it is so easy by mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought even though it is so easy now these people are even finding fault with me. So, I will take sannyas. So, because by san, uh, the rule is that any sannyasi we must offer respect. So, even if they think that I am ordinary sannyasi, in that way they pay respect, at least they pay respect and that is how they uh, advance. So, you can read the purport, but uh, I will go to the next one. Sanyasi buddhe more karibhe namaskar, tathapi khandibe dukha paibe nistar. If a person offers obeisances to me, even due to accepting me only as an ordinary sanyasi, his material distresses will diminish and he will ultimately get liberation. See, you see, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted Sannyas so that even a foolish person who accepted him as an ordinary Sannyasi would offer him respect, for this would help diminish his material distresses and ultimately liberate him from the material clutches. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati points out in this connection that Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the combined form of Sri Radha and Krishna. Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya, Radha, Krishna, Nahayanya. Therefore, when fools consider Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be an ordinary human being and thus treated him disrespectfully, the merciful Lord, in order to deliver these offenders, accepted sannyas so that they would offer him obeisances, accepting him as a sannyas. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas to bestow his great mercy on people in general who cannot appreciate him as Radha and Krishna themselves. Heno Kripamay, Chaitanya jay Jan Sarvottama Haileo Tare Asura ganan. One who does not show respect unto this merciful Lord Shaitana Mahaprabhu or does not worship him should be considered a demon even if he is very much exalted in human society. So, next to us. Punaha kaho urdha bahu haya chaitanya nityananda bhaja kutarka chadiya kutarka tarka means argument kutarka means bad arguments all these useless arguments see kutarka useless arguments therefore i say again lifting my arms oh fellow human beings please worship sri chaitanya and nityananda without false arguments Because a person who performs Krishna Bhakti but does not understand Sri Krishna Chaitanya and Prabhu Nityananda will simply waste his time. The author Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami requests everyone to take to the worship of Sri Chaitanya, Nityananda, Prabhu and the He assures everyone that any person who does so will be successful in Krishna consciousness. Jadeiva Tarkiku Tarkashe Praman. Tarkashastre Shastra Jay Sevyaman Logicians say, unless one gains understanding through logic and argument, how can one decide upon a worshipable deity? Now, in the previous verse, he said, give up all arguments, Kutarka. Now, but, sometimes logicians or people who want to understand everything with logic, they may say, okay, you say, we must, we must worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but if only I am convinced that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, I will worship, I don't want to worship without knowing i want to make an informed decision before i proceed further then he says this is very nice verse chaitanya um, prabhupada quoted this many times shri krishna chaitanya daya karo ho vichar vichar karite chitte paave chamatkar shri krishna chaitanya daya karo ho vichar vichar karite chitte paave chamatkar If you are indeed interested in logic and argument, kindly apply it to the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you do so, you will find it to be strikingly wonderful. Srila Bhaktasiddhansa Saraswati Thagur comments in this connection that people in general in their narrow-minded conception of life, create many different types of humanitarian activities. But the humanitarian activities inaugurated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are different. For logicians who want to accept only that which is proven through logic and argument, It is a fact that without logic and reason, there can be no question of accepting the absolute truth. Unfortunately, when such logicians take to this path without the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they remain on the platform of logic and argument and do not advance in spiritual life. See, there is a verse. um, What is that? Uh, Achintya Kaluye Bhava, Natams Tarkena Yojayet. uh, I mean, that which is beyond the perception of the mind and senses or intelligence, We cannot understand through logic and argument. Logic and argument are the functions of intelligence. Now, uh, Adhokshaja means, one who is above the material sense, he cannot ever be understood by the material senses. What is that? Adha Sri Krishna Namade, Nabhaved grahya Indriyayi Krishna can never be understood by our material senses and intelligence. Material senses means even our subtle body mind, intelligence, we cannot understand him. Um, So, if, so logic and argument, accepting through logic and argument is good, but that has to be done in a submissive way, pariprasnena, not challenging. If we challenge, the mercy of the Lord is not there. To understand through logic and argument by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is one thing, to understand through logic and argument without the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a totally different thing. We can never understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like that. Under his guidance, under his shelter. That means, Tadera Charana Sevi Bhakta Sanevas. To go under the shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu means to go under the shelter of Rupa Raghunate Pade, what is that? Rupa Raghunate Pade, Hoibe Akuti, Kabe Hama Gujavo Sri Jugalapriti, Naradun Nasthakur is singing. So, unless we understand through his devotees, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees, like six Goswamis. And in that parampara system, Srila Prabhupada, through Srila Prabhupada, through the, um, you know, predecessor Acharya, Six Goswamis, then we can understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we can understand Radha and Krishna. That is the proper way to understand. So, when the logicians take to this path without the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they remain on the platform of logic and argument and do not advance in spiritual life. However... If one is intelligent enough to apply his arguments and logic to the subtle understanding of the fundamental spiritual substance, he will be able to know that a poor fund of knowledge established on the basis of material logic cannot help one understand the absolute truth, which is beyond the reach of imperfect senses. The Mahabharata therefore says, bhava natams yojayet. Mahabharat Bhishma Parva, Chapter 5, verse 22 how can that which is beyond the imagination of sensory speculation or of mundane creatures be approached by simply by logic logic and argument are very poor in spiritual strength see understand this logic and argument are very poor in spiritual strength and always imperfect when applied to spiritual understanding by putting forward mundane logic one frequently comes to the wrong conclusion regarding the absolute truth and as a result of such a conclusion one may fall down to accept a body like that of a Jackal, wow, this is so strong, I think we should repeat that, logic and argument are very poor in spiritual strength and always imperfect when applied to spiritual understanding. By putting forward mundane logic, one frequently comes to the wrong conclusion regarding the absolute truth and as a result of such a conclusion, one may fall down to accept a body like that of a jackal. Despite all this, those who are actually inquisitive to understand the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through logic and argument are welcome. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami addresses them Please put Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy to your crucial test. And if you are actually a logician, you will come to the right conclusion that there is no personality more merciful than Lord Chaitanya. Let the logicians compare all the results of other humanitarian work with the merciful activities of Sri Lord Chaitanya. Uh, let there be an uh, 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 unbiased comparison of the uh, results of all other humanitarian work with the merciful activities of Lord Chaitanya. Uh, let them do statistics, let them do graphs, let them do all kinds of things, whatever they want to do, research. Uh, if their judgment is impartial, if they are not biased, they will understand that no other humanitarian activities can surpass those of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Maybe we can do a uh, article or a presentation, something like this, like a thesis, (laughs) Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how his um, mercy is far greater than all the so-called humanitarian welfare activities. Hmm. Everyone is engaged in humanitarian activities on the basis of the body. See, this is the thing. Other humanitarian activities, are on the basis of the body but from the Bhagavad Gita we understand the material body is ultimately subject to destruction whereas the spiritual soul is eternal. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philanthropic activities are performed in connection with the eternal soul. When the, the people of this world don't even understand what soul is, what they can understand Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philanthropic activities which are based on the spiritual platform for the soul. They don't even know that there is a soul. This is the level at which the mundane humanitarian activities are going on. However, one tries to benefit the body, it will be destroyed. And one will have to accept another body according to his present activities. If one does not therefore understand the science of transmigration, but considers the body to be all in all, his intelligence is not very advanced. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, without neglecting the necessaries of the body, imparted spiritual advancement to purify the existential condition, condition of humanity. Therefore, if a logician makes his judgment impartially, he will surely find that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Mahavadanya Avatar. Mahavadanya Avatar. Hmm. The most magnanimous incarnation. He is even more magnanimous than Krishna, Lord Krishna himself. Lord Krishna demanded that one surrender unto him, but he did not distribute love of Godhead as magnanimously as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, Sri Rupa Goswami offers Lord Chaitanya his respectful obeisances with the words Namo Mahavadanya Krishna Prema Pradhati, Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauru Maha. Lord Krishna simply gave the Bhagavad Gita by which one can understand Lord Krishna as he is, but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is also also Krishna himself, gave people love of Krishna without discrimination. Now, why are we reading about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when the topic is ten offences? You will get to understand. In The next few verses. Now Bahu Janma Karejadi Shravana Kirtan. All devotees must learn this verse by heart. Bahu Janma Kare Jadi Shravana Kirtan Tabu Ta Na Paya Krishna Pade Premadhana. Bahu means many, Janma means births. Kare does Yadi if Shravana hearing Kirtana chanting Tabu still Ta in spite of Na does not Paya get Krishna Pade unto the lotus feet of Krishna Premadhana love of Godhead. If one is infested, infested. With the ten offences in the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, despite his endeavour to chant the holy name for many births, he will not get the love of Godhead. That is the ultimate goal of this chanting. Like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswajit Thakur said, if um, one is eating, he should be nourished. He should become strong, he should become healthy, nutritious food he is eating. But if after eating nutritious food, he does not become healthy. That means there is an infestation of worms in the stomach and the worms are taking all the nutrition that they are they are increasing Uh, they are growing but the person is not getting the nutrition So similarly if we are chanting and chanting and chanting but uh, we are not developing spiritually we are not becoming healthy spiritually we are not getting strong spiritually that means there is an infestation in the stomach not literally Mm -hmm. but in the soul you know so that means there is all these offenses these worms of offenses are eating up all the nourishment of the holy name. See, if if one is infested with the ten offenses, despite his endeavor to chant the holy name for many births, Bahujanma and many millions of births. When we say many births, not just simply say eight, ten, maybe, maybe twelve. No, we're talking about millions of births. He will not get love of Godhead. Prabhupada said, one second is enough. One second, one moment. He can get achieve complete perfection. Hmm. So that is when we chant offenselessly, like Ajamil one second and Maharaj Khatwanga one moment he achieved complete success that is another story, but that is if chanted offenselessly, but if we commit offences then this is the result after millions of years also we cannot get. Therefore, it is important to understand the offences and carefully avoid them. Now, in the purport, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur mentions a very important point. How to get rid of the offences? What is the main thing that is causing all the offences? Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says in this connection that although one may go on chanting the Hare Krishna mantra for many, many years, there is no possibility of attaining the platform of devotional service unless one accepts Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One must follow strictly the instruction of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu given in the Sikshashtaka third verse. So you see, you must follow strictly. Accepting Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu means not only accepting as the Supreme Personality of Godhead but also accepting His instructions. Acceptance means accepting, accepting everything. Hmm. So, especially Bhaktisidana saraswati Thakur pointed to the third verse. That's why we, we actually spent a whole session on the third verse of the Shikshashtaka. Chena amanina one should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street. One should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige and should be ready to offer all respect to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. One who follows this direction, being freed from the 10 kinds of offenses, becomes successful in Krishna consciousness and ultimately reaches the platform of loving service to the personality of Godhead. One must, uh, you see see more he is explaining. One must come to the understanding that the holy name of the Lord and the supreme personality of Godhead himself are identical. One must come to this understanding. One cannot reach this conclusion unless one is offenseless in chanting the holy name. By our material calculation, we see a difference between the name and the substance. But in the spiritual world, the Absolute is always Absolute. The name, form, qualities and pastimes of the Absolute are are all as good as the Absolute himself. Thus, one is understood to be an eternal servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead if he considers himself an eternal servant of the Holy Name. Thus, one is understood to be an eternal servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead if he considers himself as an eternal servant of the holy name and in this spirit and in this spirit distributes the holy name to the world. So, a pure devotee, he he does not think, oh, I am a big, big, you know, big time preacher, I will will give holy name to everybody, you know. He is doing it as a service. Only then, only the holy name can be distributed. In the mood of service to the holy name, to glorify the holy name, he will spread the holy name everywhere. In the mood of service to the holy name. Similarly, we are also begging Uh, that we are conducting these sessions of uh, foundational series, uh, Strengthening Foundations, uh, in the service of the Holy Name, it is not that I am a master in this, no I am not at all, I am a complete Nama prade. but I am hoping by this service of spreading the glories of Holy Name, every one of us can advance in our chanting. One who chants in that spirit, that means, as an eternal servant of the holy name, not that, you see, I am singing very nicely, because of my nice voice, you know, people are joining, you know, people are liking the Kirtan, you know, because of very nice voice, Uh, finish. There is not a service to the holy name. Uh, That's why, once what happened? Uh, Bhaktisiddhant Saraswati Thakur made one of his disciples sing the Kirtan. He knew that the devotee cannot sing at all. He cannot sing. He, he, musically he is off. He cannot maintain rhythm. But, Saraswati Thakur asked him to sing. <coughs> then, everybody cannot play the Mridanga, cannot play the Kartal, cannot sing, you know, like, rhythm all getting off. Then, after the Kirtan is finished, Saraswati Thakur explained. I did this because, in that way, you will concentrate on the holy name. Otherwise, you are lost with the tune, you are, you are lost with the music, you are lost with everything else but the holy name. Uh, and not, and sometimes, even I see this, in the Kirtan, when it is going on, the lead singer is singing. None of the people follow. None of the devotees follow. They just or dance. What is this? Bollywood song, is it? Huh? What is this? Chant and dance. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced, but he sang also. Are singing is the main thing. Congregational chanting, not simply congregational disco dancing. You know? We have to sing and dance. Open the mouth loudly and full, full energy. You put out. Why? Why so? Uh, haven't eaten, is it? Uh, we have to. We have to fully, uh, you know, involve in the chanting. Congregational chanting means fully involved. Chant as loudly as you can. People forget this. Even in kirtan, even right in the kirtan, in the midst of the kirtan, they just do all kind of dance or clap or even not, not chanting. What is this? This is not good. Uh, we have to chant. <clears throat> and in the mood of service, as a service to the holy name, you know, we are servant, if we don't have that attitude, whether I am a servant of the holy name, uh, then, holy name will not manifest in our, on our tongues, that means we are so unfortunate, that just by opening our mouth, and with our tongue, we can vibrate the holy name, even that we cannot do, by because we are offensive to the holy name. Um, so, uh, we have to chant, and it is not that, People who don't have a sense of rhythm, they are pure devotees. That, oh, those who cannot chant properly in the tune, uh, suddenly they will think, they will start to, they cannot start to think that, oh, I cannot chant, oh, Bhaktivedanta asked him to, that person to chant. That means, those people are the ones who are with real devotion. No, 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 no. Not having tune does not mean um, uh, pure devotion. <laughs> don't get it wrong. Okay, It is not... Uh, one can be not having any tune, but still be fully puffed up. And one can be having good voice and everything and still be puffed up. But if you see Nartum Das Thakur. Narutumdhas Thakur was such a melodious singer, that every, anybody who hears his singer, he uh, is singing. His voice is so good and his tune is so good and his love of Godhead is so good that when he was chanting, there was a big kirtan here organized. He was the first to organize a festival. After Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um, departure, He was the first one to organize a big uh, festival of holy name. Then, in that chanting, in the the Kirtan, the Panchatattva, all of them already disappeared from the earth, already disappeared. But they came and everybody could see the Panchatattva in the middle of the Kirtan. He made the Panchatattva descend by his Kirtan and he was such a beautiful singer. In fact, there is also a Sampradaya from Narutam Das Thakur, Mridanga Sampradaya. There are four Mridanga Sampradayas. The authorized way to play Mridanga. So, we we play something, you know, whatever we can with our hand. But actually, there are authorized way how to play Mridanga. Paramp- there are paramparas of Mridanga playing. There are four authorized parampara. One is coming from uh, Shamananda Pandit. One is coming from uh, Narutumdhas Thakur. Like this. I think Narutumdhas Thakur, there are two or three branches or something like this. So, he actually has, you know, even taught how to play Mridanga how to sing, everything, he thought. So, it is not that, oh, only one, one does not have tune and then only is pure devotee. No, that also does, is not the case. And those who are with good tune, that is, he is a pure devotee. No, that is also not the case. We have to chant in the spirit of service. Mm-hmm. To associate with the holy name and chant the holy name is to associate with the personality of Godhead directly. In Bhaktirasamrita Sindhu, it is clearly said, Sevan Mukhehi Jehvaadau, Swayamevas daha. The holy name becomes manifest when one engages in the service of the holy name. This service in a submissive attitude begins with one's tongue. One must engage his tongue in the service of the holy name. Our Krishna consciousness movement is based on this principle. We try to engage all the members of the Krishna consciousness movement in the service of the holy name. Since the holy name and Krishna are non-different, the members of the Krishna consciousness movement not only chant the holy name of the Lord offenselessly, but also do not allow their tongues to eat anything that is not offered first to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Lord declares Patram Pushpam Phalam Toyam Yome Bhaktya Prayacchati Tadaham Bhakti Paharitam Ashrami 9.26 of Bhagavad Gita. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. Therefore, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness has many temples all over the world and in each and every temple of the Lord, in each and every temple the Lord is offered these foods. On the basis of His demands, Devotees chant the holy name of the Lord offenselessly and never eat anything that is not offered offered not of not first offered to the Lord. The functions of the tongue in devotional service unto, are to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra and eat prasadam that is offered to the Lord. So our tongue is our main either will bring us back to Godhead or, or will bring us down to hell. Our tongue, this tongue. How strong is this tongue, you see? This verse is quoted in Sanskrit, but uh, there is no source given here. But this is there. Jnana sulabha muktir bhuktir yajnadi Punyataha seyam sadhana sahasrayar haribhaktihi sudurlabha See how nicely it is said. By cultivating philosophical knowledge, one can understand his spiritual position by, by Jnana Yoga. And thus be liberated. And by performing liberated means impersonal liberation, not the same as Bhakta or devotees liberation, which is he goes to the vaikuntha planets and associates with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is different from impersonal liberation, just hanging out in the sky. So by cultivating philosophical knowledge, one can understand his spiritual position and thus be liberated. And by performing sacrifices and pious activities, one can achieve sense gratification in a higher planetary system. But the devotional service of the Lord is so rare. That even by executing hundreds and thousands of such sacrifices, one cannot obtain it. Then how to obtain it? How to obtain? Because in the Bhagavad Gita also, there is this mention. I think you know the verse. Chapter 7, text 28 of Bhagavad Gita. It is said, Now, here he said, persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are freed from the dualities of delusion and they engage themselves in my service with determination. Now, here Krishna is saying, one who has acted piously can take to my service with determination. Now, here we see the opposite. But the devotional service of the Lord is so rare that even by executing hundreds and thousands of such sacrifices or pious activities, one cannot obtain it. What is the difference? Then, what is going on? Why there are two contradictory statements? Uh, Because there is a step in between these two, that is not explained. Hmm. So, in the purport, uh, between pious activities and between devotional service, there is another step. So here Ma, Prahlad Maharaj instructs Matirna Krishna Parata Svato Vam Mithobhipadhyeta Grahavratanam. The huh? full verse, actually, we can go to 7530 here. See? The first two lines are quoted because there is a point that Prabhupada wants to make. That means our, we cannot uh, become a devotee of Krishna by others or our own explanations or our own endeavour or others. Sometimes people say pray for me. That means what? you don't want to pray for yourself, you want shortcut, you want to outsource, just like you cook for me, what is that, grab food, you cook for me, that means I just call, you cook for me, you send, you cook and send also and I will eat only, so we want the same, we want some, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is that, grab food, we want grab bhakti, grab bhakti, what is that, order, Prabhu, you pray for me Prabhu and bhakti will come, no, 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 no. you have to do yourself. Um. So, and do yourself, what is that? What is that we have to do? In fact, you do yourself alone, it will not be successful also. There is a process to follow. Mitha abhipadhyeta grahavratanam naishammati stavadurukramangrems prishatyanarthabhagamoyadartha mahiyya sampadrajo bhisekam nishkinchananam navranitayavad. That means, in other words, unless we have a mercy the mercy of a pure devotee who is 100% surrendered to Krishna like Srila Prabhupada, unless we have a mercy, we have the dust of his lotus feet, we cannot get even a tinge of bhakti. So pious activities and charity and austerities will lead us where, let us explain, See in the Kanta 3, chapter 7, text 20. Durapa hyalpa tapasa, tapasa, seva vaikunthavarthmaso, yatro pagiyate nityam, deva devos and ardhanaha. Persons whose austerity is meager, means those who are not into pious activities and austerity and yajna dana tapa karma, pavanani manishinam, yajna dana tapa, everybody must do, even the liberated souls must do. Yajna dana tapa. Three things that means sacrifice, charity, and austerities. Everybody must do. Now, persons whose austerity or even yajna dana tapa are very meager, that means very less. They don't have much austerity, they don't have much yajna, they don't have much you know yajna dana tapa. They can hardly obtain the service of the pure devotees. So, why it is said that one should commit pious activities? So that by that purification one may contact a pure devotee and when he contacts, if he does not take his instructions, he will not gain. If he takes his instructions, if he surrenders to that pure devotee, that's when the whole thing, the whole devotional service becomes opens up for the devotee, for that pious person. So, pious activities, yes, by lifetimes of pious activities, one will get, one will be eventually situated in service to Krishna with determination, but between, before that, there is a step that he will contact the pure devotee, then yes, he will get and if he takes to the instruction of pure devotee without deviation, then he will get the Dhradavrata. So, now going back, these shlokas are to be discussed. Their purport is that one cannot obtain Krishna Bhakti or devotional service, the, of the Lord by official execution of the Vedic rituals. Oh, let's do this yagna, that yajna, this parayana, that. Nothing will work. One has to approach a pure devotee. Narutam Das Thakur Singhs, Chhadiya Vaishnava Seva, Nistar Paiche Keba. Who has been elevated without rendering service to a pure Vaishnava? Nobody. It is a statement of Prahlad Maharaja, unless one is able to accept the dust from the lotus feet of a pure Vaishnava, there is no possibility of achieving the platform of devotional service. That is the secret. The above mentioned Tantra Vachana, quoted from the Bhaktira Samrata Sindhu. Ah, see, here is the source. Is our perfect guidance in this connection. This is actually from the Tantra Vachana, quoted from the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu 1.1.36. So, the source is mentioned. So, this, this verse, Jnana Sulabha Muktir. Jnana Sulabha Muktir. Easily Mukti can be achieved by Jnana. Bhuktir Yajna Adipunyata We can get sense gratification by Yajna... Adi, punyata, yajna dana tapa, yajna adi means beginning with yajna, sacrifice. Yajna dana tapa. So, we can get sense gratification in this life and next life in the heavenly planets. Seyam sadhana sahasrai, seyam sadhana sahasrai, seyam means what? Sa yam, sa yam, that, this. Sadhana sahasrai, Haribhakti sudurlabha, sadhana sahasrai, Haribhakti sudurlabha. Sulabha is very easy, easily gotten. Durlabha means very difficult to get. Sudurlabha means extremely rare to get. Even sadhana sahasraya. The difference is uh, we have to have mercy of pure devotee. Krishna jadi chute Bhakte bhakti mukti diya kabhu prema bhakti na dena rakhena lukaya lukaya means hidden, hiding. If a devotee wants liberation or material sense gratification from the Lord, Krishna immediately delivers it. But pure devotional service, he keeps hidden. Because why? By such devotional service, he himself becomes purchased by the devotee. He does not allow himself to be purchased so easily. That he will keep hidden. Mukti and Bhukti he will very easily give. There is a verse like this in the 5th canto, 6th chapter. 18th verse. This is the verse. That is next this verse is from the Bhagavatam 5, 6, 18. Rajan Pater Gururalam Bhavatam Yadunam Daivam Priya Kula Patih Kvacha King Karovaham Astvevamanga Bhagavan Bhajatam Mukundo Muktim Dadati Karhichit Smanabhakti Yogam. The great sage Sukhdeva said, My dear parikshet Maharaj, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is always ready to help you. He is your master, guru, God and very friend and also the head of your family. Yet, sometimes he agrees to act as your servant or order carrier. You are greatly fortunate because this relationship is possible only by Bhakti Yoga. The Lord can give liberation, Mukti very easily, but he does not very easily give one Bhakti Yoga because by that process he is bound the devotee. He is bound to the devotee. How he is bound? You know, completely bound. He said, I have no independence. In another verse, Krishna said, I have no independence. In the 9th chapter 4, 9th canto 4th chapter 63rd verse, I am completely dependent on my uh, devotee. I have no independence at all. First, you can read this, but we will go to the next verse. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has freely given this love of Krishna everywhere and anywhere, even to the most fallen, such as Jagayan Madhai. What then to speak of those who are already pious and elevated? The distinction between Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift to humanity and the gifts of others is that whereas Sukhan. So-called philanthropic and humanitarian workers have given some relief to human society as far as the body is concerned. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offers the best facilities for going back home, back to Godhead with love of Godhead. If one seriously makes a comparative study of the two gifts, certainly, if he is at all sober, he will give the greatest credit to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It was with this purpose that Kaviraj Goswami said, Sri Krishna Chaitanya daya karo vichar, vichar karile kari chitte pabe chamatkar. If you are indeed interested in logic and argument, kindly apply to the mercy of Ch- Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you do so, you will find it to be strikingly wonderful. We have already read this. So, um, of course, this is a great uh, detail. You can go on reading if you want. Actually, everybody should read this, but we will go to the next verse. Svatantra, Ishwar, Prema, Nigudha, Bhandar, Bilayla, Jare, Tare, Na, Kaila, Vichar. Sri Chetanya mahaprabhu as a Supreme Personality of Godhead himself is fully independent. Therefore, although it is the most confidentially stored benediction, he can distribute love of Godhead to anyone and everyone without consideration. Without consideration. It is the most confidentially stored benediction. Locked. You know, completely locked completely sealed, you know, do not touch, label given to this Bhakti Yoga. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so mercifully opened it, he unboxed it completely and then gave it to the whole world, take, here take, everybody take. Hmm. This is the benefit of Chaitanya Lord Chaitanya's movement. If one somehow or other comes in contact with the Hare Krishna movement without consideration of his being a Shudra, Vaishya, jagai Madha, or even lower, he becomes advanced in spiritual consciousness and immediately develops love of Godhead. We now have actually experienced that throughout the entire world, this movement is making many such persons lovers of God simply by the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Actually, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared as a spiritual master of the entire world. He does not discriminate between offenders and innocent. Krishna Prema Pradayate He liberally gives love of Godhead to anyone and everyone. This can, this can be actually experienced... As stated in the verse in the next verse. So here <laughs> is a verse that kind of answers yesterday's question about Nitaga or Radhisham. You will see the purport, you see. Addyapiha dekha Chaitanya naam Laya Jay Loy Krishna Preme Pulakashru Vihwala hoy. Whether he is offensive or inoffensive. Anyone who even now chants Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, is immediately overwhelmed with ecstasy and tears fill his eyes. Now, purport. The Prakrita Sahajiyas who chant Radhe Radhesyam have very little knowledge of the Bhagavad conclusion and they hardly follow the Vaishnava rules and regulations. And yet, because they chant Bhaja Nitaegaur, their chanting immediately evokes tears and other signs of ecstasy. Actually, they are not ecstasy. They are like reflections of ecstasy. But you see, although they do not know them. Principles of Vaishnava philosophy and are not very much advanced in education. Although they do not know the principles of Vaishnava philosophy and are not very much advanced in education, by these symptoms they attract many men to become their followers. Their ecstatic tears will, of course, help them in the long run, for as soon as they come in contact with a pure devotee, their lives will become successful. Un- until then, it is not successful. It is not that they are actually ecstatic, it is a reflection of ecstasy, ecstasy, bhasa, abhasa. So even in the beginning, however, because they are chanting the holy names of Nithagore, their swift advancement on the path of love of Godhead is very prominently visible, see. So then, Nithagore the they chant, uh, they, you know, here he is saying that there is certainly advancement by chanting the Nithagaur name, because the Gaur there there is no offence by chanting their name. They could do not consider offences. Although, there are 10 offences in the chanting of Hare Krishna, there is no offence to be considered in the chanting of Panchatattva's mantra. Therefore, one can make advancement. But, our duty is to take the prescribed method. Uh, because, you see, as soon as they come in contact with the pure devotee, their lives will become successful. But, in, we have read yesterday uh, that um, in the... Kanto 2, Chapter 3, Text 24, Ashmasaram Hridayam, that verse, in the purport, it said, if they come in contact with the pure devotee, and they give up their ways, and take to the pure devotee's instructions, then they will become successful. But if they continue to do their nonsense, even after uh, coming to pure devotee, then they are hopeless cases for spiritual advancement. It is written there in the purport. They are hopeless cases. So, although it is very purifying, still we have to accept the order. Like another example is uh, Nityananda Prabhu. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in Jagannath Puri, Nityananda Prabhu was in uh, Bengal. Every Rathyatra, once a year, all the Bengali devotees come to uh, Jagannath Puri. So once Nityananda Prabhu said, I don't want to go back because after Rathayatra, all the Bengali devotees will go back. Uh, with a heavy heart, they leave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and go back to their families. They said, if we do not have, if we did not have those families back in Bengal, we would not have live, left Jagannath Puri after Rathiyatra. We will always stay here only. But we have families and we have to go back. So, um, Nityananda Prabhu said, I will not go back. Since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, no, you must go and preach in Bengal. His holy name. And follow my order. So, Chaitanya, Prabhupada explains there, that it is more important to follow the order of the Lord than to associate with the Lord. Hmm. So following the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of preaching is more important than associating with him. Similar example is shown by Srila Prabhupada. He could have stayed in Vrindavan, but he followed the order of his Guru, which is more important than staying in Vrindavan, staying in the the atmosphere of Krishna consciousness. So our whole idea is not to become, oh I want to uh, settle down in Vrindavan, that is not our mood. Goshtyananda, there are two kinds of devotees, gosh, Goshtyananda and Bhajananda devotees. Bhajanandis they want to sit down in the holy place, they just you know uh, do their worship like that. But Goshtyanandis are ones who take all risks to preach. Hmm. So Goshthyanandi uh, that is our movement, Gostyanandi Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted us to travel and preach. Uh, so that is more important than becoming a resident of Vrindavan or Mayapur. Hmm. In fact, Srila Prabhupada sometimes letters. Like, some devotees wanted to, uh, you know, stay in Mayapur, you know, or, or Vrindavan. Srila Prabhupada said, that is for old people. Huh? When you cannot do anything, any more service in your life, then go and stay there. As long as you have, what is that? pran jar shehetu Bhaktisiddhansara-Svithakur. Actually, he, that, that quote in the, is in that song, Dushtaman, tumi vaishnav You know, what kind of Vaishnav are you? Oh, mind, what kind of Vaishnav are you? You think you are a big Vaishnav. So that, this quote is from that song. Pran aache jar, shehetu prachar. As long as those who have got life, they can preach. That means only a dead man cannot preach. So, when you are physically dead, you cannot, you are invalid, then you stay in the holy dham. Prabhupada at the old age, although he said for the old people, that is the, at old age, he, he left the holy dham and made the whole world as a holy dham. By his preaching, uh, so this is our movement. Our pre- movement is not to limit the, you know. Oh, we, we just I will say, but whole world should be who become holy. Dham. It's not that only one place should be holy. dham and I will stay there. No, bhavat vidha bhagvatas tirth tirthabootas swayam vibho tirthikurvandi tirthani swantastheena gatam So. Following the order of Krishna is more important than associating with Krishna. Similarly, although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very merciful, we have to follow his order. His order is that we have to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, that is more important, following his order. That principle is very important to understand. Next verse, Nityananda bolite hoy Krishna premodoy, sakalanga voy. Simply by talking of Nityananda Prabhu, one awakens his love of Krishna, love for Krishna. Thus, all his bodily limbs are agitated by ecstasy and tears flow from his eyes like the waters of the Ganges. So, mm. that's why we have to understand who is Nityananda Prabhu also. Therefore, one whole chapter is there in Chaitanya Charitamrita. I think, uh, fifth chapter, I think, fifth or sixth chapter, which is entirely about Adilila, which is full about the glories of Nityananda Prabhu. So, then only we can appreciate Nitananda Prabhu's uh, position. So, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the way he wrote it was, he first explained the glorious position of each of the Panchatattvas. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaitacharya, Gadadhar and Srivas. Then only he started describing all the pastimes, all the Leela. Because if we just explain the Leela, Like many people, they talk about Krishna, dancing with gopis, but you don't understand what glorious position is Krishna's, that's why the first 9 cantos have to be read first and then one can come understand 10th canto. But without that, just reading the 10th canto, without understanding the significance and position of Krishna, we cannot understand. So, similarly Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates cannot be understood, their past times cannot be understood, unless we understand their exalted position. Therefore, first he establishes that and then only he goes to the description of pastimes. Now this is the verse which contains the ten offences. Krishna naam kore aparadhir Vichar. Krishna bolile aparadhir na vikar. There are ten offences to be considered while chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Therefore, simply by chanting Hare Krishna, one does not become ecstatic. This is important. Purport. It is, benef- it is very beneficial to chant the names. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu nityananda before chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Because by chanting these two holy names, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu nityananda one immediately becomes ecstatic. And if he then chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, he becomes free of offences. So therefore, those who are chanting Hare Krishna, before we chant Hare Krishna, we chant Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu nityananda Shri Advedi Kadadhar, Shri Vasad Gaur Bhakta And then we start chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. One should not chant Hare Krishna without chanting the this Panchatattva mantra because the offences are there but if we chant, we are invoking the mercy, we are begging for the mercy of this Panchatattva and by their mercy, we can chant Hare Krishna without offences. Hmm. There are ten offences to be avoided in chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. The first offence is to blaspheme great personalities who are engaged in distributing the holy name of the Lord. It is said in the Shastra. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antilila, chapter 7, text 11. Krishna Shakti Vinan Nahetar Pravartan. One cannot distribute the holy names of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra unless he is empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, one should not criticize or blaspheme a devotee who is thus engaged. Hmm. Shri Padma puran states, Satam Ninda Namna Paramam Aparadham Vitanute. Yatah yatam tad so, all these 10 offenses we chant every day in the morning, they are actually quoted from the Padma Puran. It is not that we invented something. We did not invent these 10 offenses, they are all from Shastra, Padma Puran. So, actually, there is a whole Sanskrit. I actually did not memorize all this Sanskrit. So, it is good to memorize even the Sanskrit. Satam ninda mitanute katam usahate to blaspheme the great saintly persons who are engaged in preaching the glories of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra is the worst offense at the lotus feet of the holy name. One should not criticize a preacher of the glories of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. If one does so, he is an offender. The Nama Prabhu who is identical with Krishna will never tolerate such blasphemous activities even from one who passes as a great devotee. See this is so important. But sometimes just like uh, Bhaktisiddhansa Saraswati Thakur, he was very strongly speaking against this uh, chanting of Nithayagur, Radhisham and all this. Now, we may consider, oh, they are also, you know, spreading holy name only, Radhe Radheshaam, whatever, what is there? So, Shruti Smriti Purana Adi Pancharathir Ki Vidhim Vina, Ayikantike Harer bhakti Utpata Yaiva Kalpate, this is quoted in the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswami says, that Shruti Smriti Purana Adi Pancharathir Ki Vidhim Vina, by ignoring the injunctions of the Shastra, if we invent our own processes of Bhakti, that is not called service of the holy name, that is offence to the holy name, we cannot give our own way, that is actually the sixth offence to to interpret in our own way, the the holy name and invent new mantras, no we cannot do like this, so that is an offence, so to point out that is not a blasphemy of one who is preaching the holy name, you should understand all these things very finely. So one who is preaching exactly according to the Shastra, yes he is the proper preacher of the holy name. also, the whole practice and the behavior of Vaishnava, everything. Uh, like, uh, nowadays in Iskona also, there is uh, things like Krishna West, you know. Like, Krishna West means, this one uh, Swami, he he says, after all, it is the holy name that is important. So, all the external, the dress of Vaishnava, the tilak and all these are not important. Uh, one can just wear not normally, because otherwise, People will be shocked and they will not, uh, you know, they, you, they see you in robes, they will get shocked and they will run away from you. So, better not do like that. We will just wear all karmic clothes and then no tilak, nothing. This preach like that. And they call the loft. I think, yeah, there is another similar, the loft. They don't call it the temple. They call it the loft. So, and then they will have a kirtan, like a, like a yoga studio kind of thing, set, setting. Everybody will come and chant. Now, it may sound, oh, maybe, yeah, holy name is the real thing in Kali Yuga, yeah, yeah, correct, correct, all these external. But no, we should follow what our Guru gave, Srila Prabhupada. Because, eventually what will happen, these people, they will give up one thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing, and then, eventually we we'll find them unrecognizable as devotees. Whereas, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, a Vaishnava is a person by seeing whom, you will immediately remember Krishna. Whereas these people are saying all these things and eventually the movement will go to a state where it will be unrecognizable as the Hare Krishna movement. So, one by one all the principles are compromised. They also eat outside. They eat outside. These people have no regard for principles. Whereas we have read in the purport, the previous purport that one's business is to chant Hare Krishna with the tongue and eat only Krishna Prasadam. If we don't eat Krishna Prasadam, we cannot think of Krishna, we cannot chant Hare Krishna properly. No. It is all offensive. So, we have to strictly follow what Srila Prabhupada has given us, that is very, very important. And to criticize, criticize those who have dedicated their life for spreading the holy name. How much can be said about this? Because so many incidences have happened hmm, that devotees don't respect those devotees who have dedicated their life for spreading this holy name and they think themselves better and they leave the association of devotees and Maya is so strong that when they leave the association of devotees they don't even realize, they think oh the devotees in the temple are at the problem, are are at mistake it is their fault, not mine so Maya is, so Maya makes our determination very strong don't go to the devotees because if you go to the devotees you will be liberated, no 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 you come to me, then they are not good they are not good, you come and then She will kick us like anything. Mm. So, that is Maya. So, once we offend devotees, it will become very strong within our mind. The conviction becomes very strong that, oh, yes, I should not associate with devotees. But, of course, we should always check whether the devotees themselves are following. Sometimes, like, you know, we have example, like, this is a big problem in Iskand especially. Although they have so-called given up everything to join the movement, Unfortunately, they have, they have given up the instruction of Śrīla Prabhupāda also. So, Śrīla Prabhupāda actually in his um, vyasapuja offering to bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in 1961, he wrote a very long poem, very, very long, 64 verses, I think. So, divided into 8 sections of 8 verses each, 8 times 8, 64. So, in one of those verses, he says, you he actually addresses his god-brothers. Uh, all the other disciples of Bhaktisadana Saraswati Thakur. So, he says, you have given up all material considerations to join this movement and to surrender to Krishna. Now, if you have given up, now if after renouncing all those things, now if you have renounced the order of Guru also, what kind of renunciation is that? So renunciant means, not everything we renounce, Krishna also we renounce, order of Guru also we renounce. No. That is the fundamental principle. What what is sannyas? What is sanyas? What is, what is the meaning of sannyas? Why it is called sannyas? Sat nyasa. Nyasa means to give up. Sat means for the sake of the sat, that means the eternal, the Lord. For the sake of the Lord, we give up everything else. That is called sannyas. Now, for the sake of Krishna, for the sake of the devotees, Sat also means devotees, Sat Sangha means also devotees, and especially the spiritual master. So, for, act, for following his order, we have given up every other consideration, so that I can only follow his order. That is the meaning of sannyas. But if I have given up the order of the spiritual master also, then what is that? That is not Sanya, that is Asanyas. That means like, uh, you have given up everything to join back again into the, that is a Vantasi, he is Vantasi means a vo- one who eats his own vomit, you have given up everything, you have, you have thrown everything like vomit, all the material life, now by the ignoring the order of the guru one goes back again into the material life and you will eat back again the same thing you have vomited and become Vantasi, it is not a sannyasa anymore, Vantasi. So this Sanyasi, I mean this uh, order of the spiritual master can never be um, transgressed, it must always be followed. So, one who has so called given up, uh, who, you know, sometimes devotees like, you know, we we follow Krishna Prabhupada's instructions in the matter of initiation. So, sometimes devotees criticise us, some ISKCON devotees. Oh, you are already only Aparadis, you know, you all you always commit the first offence against the holy name, you are always blaspheming de- the devotees in ISKCON. We are not blaspheming, we are saying that Srila Prabhupada's instruction must be followed, that is all and if you are not following then we have to tell. So if if, if they are considered so much, if they are uh, so much concerned about offending those Vaishnavas in, in his con, like those who have so called surrendered to Prabhupada but don't follow his instructions of especially about this initiation, initiation is one of the fundamental uh, instructions Prabhupada left and the whole movement, the future of the movement is based on that. So, they have disobeyed that. So, they are presenting unauthorized people as gurus who are falling down and they have left the risk to the the to the candidate. If the guru falls down, that is your problem. You know. So, they have, you know, they do not even, I mean, completely bogus, completely bogus system of initiations in ISKCON. So, this is not set up by Srila Prabhupada. So, now if they are so much concerned about offending those Vaishnavas, if they consider them Vaishnavas, what about offense to Prabhupada? He is the Param Vaishnava, he is the most greatest Vaishnava, right? he is the greatest preacher of the holy name. right? So, you can offend him, on our mind his instruction is compromised. These Vaishnavas must be protected, they should not be. No, 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 they have to be exposed. The truth must be presented to the innocent devotees who might otherwise be misled. Why Srila Prabhupada even guarded us? not only against the, uh, from the Mayavadis and all the bogus gurus, but also from the Gaudiya Math, his own spiritual master's institution. Why? He said, don't associate with my God-brothers anymore. At one point he said, don't associate anymore, because they were disturbing the devotees, and they were taking them away from the standards of devotional service and presenting their own thing and making them offend Srila Prabhupāda by talking bad about Srila Prabhupāda. So, why he guarded us against even such association of so-called Vaishnavas in Gaudiya Math? Why? Because they have given up the order of the spiritual master. So, that is not an offense. When one presents the truth of Śrīla Prabhupāda's instructions and even if it so-called is against, that's why one should read the Chaitanya Charitamrita Ādilila, chapter 12, texts 8 through 12. In that it is mentioned very nicely. Ādilila, Chaitanya Charitamrita Ādilila, chapter 10, 12 or 12. No, 10, oh, sorry, I think chapter 12, text uh, 8 through 12, so one should read this uh, and also in many places in Chaitanya Saritamrata, you will find even Bhagavatam also, some purpose um, that he is um, criticizing his God brothers, Sri Prabhupada is criticizing his God brothers, um, because not only have they offended Sri Bhaksidan Saraswati Thakur by ignoring his instructions of the continuation of the Parampara. But also, when Prabhupada actually became successful and was spreading the holy names all around the world as predicted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they became envious of him. So, Shri, they could not appreciate his activities. And therefore, Bhakti Saraswati Thakur, I mean, uh, Srila Prabhupada, uh, you know, guarded us against, I mean, from associating even with Gaudiya devotees. Mm. Therefore, it is said, in the 329-17 verse purport, Uh, again this software is uh, huh, as usual hmm. okay you see in the purport of canto 3 chapter 29 verse 17 we find this very important instruction by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Okay. Friendship should be cemented between persons with mutual interests and understanding. Such persons are said to be svajāti of the same caste. The devotee should avoid a person whose character is not fixed in the standard understanding. Even though he may be a Vaishnava <clears throat> or a devotee of Krishna, If his character is not correctly representative, then he should be avoided. One should steadily control the senses and the mind and strictly follow the rules and regulations and he should make friendship with persons of the same standard. See? So, now, there is another verse. See, this is from the Vishnu Dharmottra, Vishnu Dharmotra, a Shastra called Vishnu Dharmotra, verse 76. But it is quoted in the, one of the purports, 11.29 11, purport, 11.20.9 Srimad Bhagavatam. Shruti smriti mamai vakyam yaste ullangya vartate agnya chhedi mamadveshi madbhaktopina vaisnavaha. The Shruti and Smriti literatures are to be understood as my injunctions. And one who violates such codes is to be understood as violating my will and thus opposing me. Although such a person may claim to be my devotee, he is not actually a Vaishnava. So, if we go against Shruti, Smriti, Purana, Adipansarathriki, Vidham, Vinam. If we go against the instructions of spiritual master and Sadhu, Shastra, Guru. And if he still dresses Vaishnavas and supposed to be doing deity worship and holy name chanting, still he's not, he is not, see Krishna is saying he is not a Vaishnava although such a person may claim to be my devotee, mad bhaktopi na vaishnava mad api na Vaishnava. See, even if he is my devotee, he is not a Vaishnava. See, how important this is. So, going back. So, we should not offend those devotees who are sincerely preaching about the holy name, but if somebody is not preaching the holy name sincerely and there is some uh, pollution, then it, they have to be exposed and properly presented. The second Nama Prad is described as follows. Shivasya Shri Vishnuriya iha guna nama adisakalam dhiyabhinnampaset sakhalu harinamahitakaraha In this material world, the holy name of Vishnu is all auspicious. Vishnu's name, form, qualities and pastimes are all transcendental absolute knowledge. Uh, In English, this offence is to consider the names of uh, demigods like Lord Shiva or Lord Brahma to be equal to or independent of the name of Lord Vishnu, that is the second offence. Therefore, if one tries to separate the absolute personality of Godhead from his holy name or his transcendental form, qualities and pastimes thinking them to be material that is offensive. We should not consider that the name of the Krishna and Krishna and his pastimes are all different, different, different things. No, there is no difference between Krishna and his name and his form pastime. That is one aspect, one aspect or in similarly to think that the names of demigods like such as Lord Shiva are as good as the name of Lord Vishnu or in other words to think that Lord Shiva and other other demigods are other forms of God and are therefore equal to Vishnu is also blasphemous. So there are a few verses in this connection. Uh, Shastra says, because sometimes uh, Hindus especially, they they become very angry with Hare Krishna devotees. Uh, You are always not respecting on a only saying Krishna, Krishna only. Hmm. So, this is a verse from the I think I don't know where exactly Arche Vishnu Guru Gurushunaramatir Vaishnavay Jati Buddhi Vishnorva Vaishnavanam Kalimala Mathane Padatir Tembu Buddhi Sri Vishnu Namni Mantre Sakalakalusha He Samanya Buddhi Taditara one who thinks the deity in the temple to be made of wood or stone. Who thinks of the spiritual master in the disciplic succession as an ordinary man. Who thinks the Vaishnava in the Achyuta Gotra. That means, um, Achyuta Gotra means one who is properly connected in the parampara. It's called Achyuta Gotra. Just like many Brahmins, they have different Gotras means different lineages of, they come from Saptarishi. So, you know, like um, Kashyapa Gotra, Bharadvaja Gotra, Gautam Gotra, like this. So, Achyuta Gotra, one who thinks Vaishnava and the Achyuta Gotra, all the devotees of our movement are Achyuta Gotra. So, one who thinks the Vaishnava and the Achyuta Gotra to belong to a certain caste or creed, it means or oh, to think that, oh, he is a Sudra Vaishnava or he is a Chinese Vaishnav is a what uh, American American he is a black Vaishnav like this or you know he is a you know fallen or some, some tribal Vaishnav no Vaishnava means Vaishnav provided he is properly on the platform. Who, bil- who thinks the Vaishnava and Achutta Gotra to belong to a certain caste or creed who or who thinks of the Charanamrita or Ganga water as ordinary water is taken to be a resident of hell. In fact, The other part is not mentioned, where tad um, tad itara samadhir yaseva nāraki saha. If he considers Krishna to be equal to tad itara samadhir, uh, other demigods, if Krishna is equal to other demigods, I mean, if we think like that, then that is an offence. Then not only offence, he is a resident of hell, nāraki means, nāraka means hell, nāraki means one who is a resident of hell. So anyway there are other verses also yastu narayanam devam brahmaruddradi daivate. Samatva Viksha Pashand Bavedravam. Can you visit that verse also? Yastu Narayanam Devam. Okay, here it is. In the Chaitanya Chirtamrita Madhilila. A person who considers demigods like Brahma and Shiva to be on an equal level with Narayana is to be considered an offender or Pashandi. Hmm. So, these are the instructions of the scriptures. So, it is not that because we are Hare Krishna devotees, therefore we hate all other demigods. No, we do not hate them, we have full respect for them as great devotees of the Lord, but we do not make the mistake to consider them as equal to the Lord. Even, nor even the, the demigods like such glor, such stupid glorification. Just like if, some, if if I come and tell you, Prabhu, you are Krishna, Prabhu, you are so supreme personality of Godhead, if I say what you will think, this guy is a rascal, nonsense you are talking. So, similarly, the devo- they are such great devotees, Lord Shiva and Param Vaishnava. And all the uh, Lord Ganesh and Durga, they all are such Vaishnavis, he's Vaishnav, and Ganesh is such a great devotee. Yatpa da Panka no, Yatpa Ja Yatpa da Pallava Yugame Nidhaya Kumbhad Vande Pranama Raja, Vigran, Vihandu, Malamasya Jagatra, Yasya, Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham bhajami. Lord Ganesh is always holding the feet of Krishna. In fact, in another place it is there, He is always holding the feet of Narsamadev to get the power to destroy all the obstacles of whoever prays to him for that purpose. Everybody prays to Lord Ganesh before starting off anything because so that he, he destroys the obstacles. But how is, he getting, how is he getting the power to destroy the obstacles? Because he is always holding the lotus feet of the Lord with his stimuli, with his elephant tusks. So, that's how he is getting his power. He's, all of them are great Vaishnavas. So, if you go and say, tell them, oh, you are supreme, Lord Shiva, you are supreme, Brahma, you are supreme, Brahma is saying Ishvara Parama, Krishna, and you are saying Brahma is supreme, and Brahma will what, go, what stupid fellow is this? So, we cannot uh, glorify them more than what is, uh, what is their glorification, like oh, equal to Lord, you know, same, you are supreme personality. The demigods do not like it, they do not like it. So, only a Krishna's devotee, a Vaishnava, can actually properly respect all living entities he worships only Krishna. Uh, Although he respects everyone, he worships only Krishna. So, it is an offense to consider all the demigods to be equal. In other words, also there is another quotation in the one of the purports. So, it is said that we should not even accept the Prasad from the demigods, temples. We should not. As Vaishnavas, we should not. Because that was offered by somebody who is thinking that that particular deity is supreme. And the, the demigods, the proper way to offer them anything in the in, even in the past, you know, where when one does yajna and after the yajna, the share of the remnants of the yajna is offered to all the different demigods. So, they only accept Vishnu prasadam just like any devotee. Like our pro, our number one uh, instruction here is uh, don't eat prasadam, I mean, don't eat other than prasadam, only eat prasadam. So, that is a first one of the first principles that a devotee learns, it is a basic one of the basic rules. You think uh, demigods uh, uh, will flout this rule? Huh? They don't eat prasadam. They eat anything and everything. Outside restaurant food, they will eat. No, they will not eat. They will only eat Krishna prasadam. So, once the prasadam is, o- I mean, uh, bhog is offered to Krishna and then that prasadam has to be offered to the demigods. But because it is not offered in that way, one offers to the demigods, that is in the ch- Bhagavad Gita, it is said, avidhi purvakam. Hmm. I think, uh, seven, no, 722 i think or no 923 yeah ye panyanya devata bhakta yajanta yajante shraddhyaanmita taapi maameva konteya yajantihi abidhipurvakam see chapter 9 text 23 those who are devotees of other gods and who worship them with faith actually worship only me o son of kunti but they do so in a wrong way so, this is Purvakam, this is not proper way of worship. So, therefore, Vaishnava, the second offence to consider, to not consider Krishna and other demigods on the same level, that also means, we cannot accept their prasadam also from the demigod temples, that is also very important aspect to be noted in the Vaishnava uh, behavior. Yes, the demigods are devotees, but because the offering was not done in the proper way, anusar, Therefore, we cannot accept that, that thing as a same as Krishna Prasadam. The third offense at the lotus feet of the holy name, which is called Guru Ravagya, is to consider the spiritual master to be material and therefore to envy his exalted position. See, this is the third offense, very, very important to disobey the. Okay, what constitutes? Considering the spiritual master as material, what constitutes, means to consider him as an ordinary man, like one of us, like an ordinary mortal who was born into this world because of his past karma, maybe he done some sinful activities, that's why he is born in the material world, to consider like this, because a spiritual master, he comes on the order of Krishna. Hmm. So, uh, his his activities and everything are directly uh, directed by Krishna. So, he is not an ordinary person like us that is one thing and also he is not material means, he does not have the four defects of a materialistic person. So, when we say to consider the to disobey the order of the spiritual master and to consider him an ordinary person, we say this every day, but we should understand what that actually means to consider him an ordinary mortal means to consider him an ordinary person like one of us hmm, who is. Here, according to past karma, one thing. And, what is whatever is saying, just like any other materialistic man, is full of defects. So, whatever my spiritual master is saying also, there are defects there. To, uh, to think like that, there is an offense. So, there is a verse. Chaitanya Saritamrita Adilila, chapter 2, text 86. Brahma, Pramad, Vipralipsa, Karana, Patav. Karanāpatav, āarṣa-vijyā-vākya-nāhi-doṣa-eṣab. Mistakes, illusions, cheating and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages. Authoritative sages means the Mahājana, Yenam Mahājanao Yenagatah Sapantha, Mahajan means the twelve Mahajans. Swayambhu, Nārada, Sambhu, Kumāra, kapilamanu, Manu, Prahlad, Janaka, So, in the 6th canto, 3rd chapters, text 20 of Bhagavatam. So, any parampara coming from that, these great personalities, the authorized Acharyas in that, they are not to be considered ordinary people, they are authoritative sages, they are completely liberated, mukta purushas, although they are in this world, they are mukta purushas, they are liberated souls, they have come for our liberation. Um, So, such people, in such people's statements, mistakes, illusions, cheating and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sales. Ordinary people, ordinary people, they make mistakes. Pure devotee doesn't make mistake. Illusions, he is not illusion, he is not under illusion. He is no, he knows what he is talking about because he is repeating the words of Krishna. Cheating, uh, like they say, there's a, you know, materialistic people, they say, uh, if you cannot make it, then fake it you know, like the moon landing, perfect example, they did not make it to the moon, they faked it, they just did some, uh, you know, stupid, uh, say studio recording and then that's it, that passed off as a moon landing, greatest achievement of the 20th century, it's a bogus, so they have cheating propensity, a guru, a guru does not have such cheating propensity, he is not here to cheat, you know, he will tell the truth as it is. Even if it is harsh to hear, it is the right thing, there is no mistake in that. And defective perception, defective perception occurs because of our imperfect senses. Imperfect senses, uh, because we, with our senses we see everything in a wrong way. Why do you say that? Uh, Because just like sun, Prabhupada gave a nice example, the sun looks like a small bright spot in the sky. But if you think, oh there is a bright spot in the sky, that is foolishness. It is not a small spot like that in the sky. It is a huge planet many millions of times the size of this earth. Hmm. But we cannot understand this by looking at it. We cannot understand. It does not look like that. It does not look so big. But if we have the background information, oh, this is that far and oh, many millions of miles away and uh, now we are seeing it as very small, actually it is very big. Then we know. So, it is, although we are seeing we accept it, no, it is, everybody knows that sun is very big and it is, a, how, how they know? Not by their eyes. It is from the textbook that they know. By their eyes say something else. It is a small spot in the sky. That's what the eyes say. But we can't believe, this is called defective perception. So, similarly, just as we see the sun through the textbook knowledge, similarly, we should see and see everything from the textbook of Shastra, as given by the teacher, the guru and the uh, Sādhu. Sādhu, shastra Guru, Vakya, Herdaya, Koriya, Aikya. This is Narutum Nasthagur's Guru's uh, advice. So, to not consider the Guru as one uh, material, as a material person means, that means he does not have any of these defects. So, whatever Śrīla Prabhupāda said is perfect. There is no defect in that. And we have to understand like that. and We cannot doubt at any time. Uh, and, um, we cannot disobey his order if he if he is not a mod, ordinary mortal means what he is a agent of krishna that means whatever he is saying is krishna saying directly what we have what have we read in the in the um, what is that Mangalarti song kuruvastakam song sakshadharitvena samasta Uktastha bha vyatayeva sadhhe, shakshadhari. He is to be considered on the same platform, he should be given the same respect as Lord Hari. Why? Kintuprabhoriya Prabhorya evatasya vande charanaravindam. He is very, very dear to Krishna. Krishna Vishnu Vishnupadaya, Krishna preshtaya. That means he is very dear to Krishna. He is at the lotus feet of Vishnu. Uh, he is not an ordinary person not like us, who are the lotus feet of Maya. Uh, so, when he is speaking something, it is the Krishna, Krishna personally speaking. That's why, one sometimes Prabhupada read his own books and his disciples asked, "Why, Prabhupada, why are you reading your own books? You have the one person who wrote them. You must be knowing everything. No, these are not my books. These Krishna has written. Krishna has dictated and I wrote. In fact, one conversation somebody asked, um, your books are very nice, you know, uh, Swamiji, your books are very, one guest came. So, he said, Swamiji, your books are very, very nice. I have read uh, this book, I have read this book, very, very nice, very nicely explained. And Prabhupada said, no, it is not, it is not mine, it is Krishna. Krishna was dictating, I just wrote. Then, one devotee was explaining to the, that guest. No, that means, you know, the, the pure devotee has realized Krishna and that, you know, the, in that, with that realization, he is writing about Krishna, that's why it's pure. Prabhupada stopped him. No. Krishna dictated and I wrote. Understand? So, that's the position where, from where Krishna, Prabhupada is speaking. Uh, whenever he is writing, whenever he is speaking, that is his position. So, his order means Krishna is ordering us. Now, government has ordered, ordered us. What is the order? Wear masks. If you don't wear mask, you will be fined $300 first time, the Singapore government. $300 first time, second time $1000 or even court prosecution. So we are we are following right? We're putting mask. We are going if you are going out, you put a boot mask. So we cannot disrespect. How can you disrespect then the guru who is speaking from Krishna, who is the supreme government? And the supreme government prime minister Sarvalo, Sarvaloka Maheshwaram, he is the Prime Minister of the entire creation and beyond creation, even in the spiritual world. And his secretary is saying that do like this, chant sixteen rounds, follow the four principles, preach and read my books. When Prabhupada, how painstakingly he wrote all the books. And I have books, Prabhu, on my phone. Yes, they are on your phone. But the, 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 the screen is only showing some YouTube, and Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. This is what the screen is showing. The books are somewhere behind. It is available everywhere. Shastra was never so easily available. Never. But now it is in everybody's pocket but not in the brain and the heart. So, uh, we have to, he has so painstakingly written those books for us. It is Krishna's words. He has personally wrote it. Just like Baladev Vidya Bhushan wrote the commentary on the Vedanta Sutra, Govinda Bhashya. He did not say Baladev Vidya Bhushan Bhashya. He said Govinda Bhashya because the Radha Govindev deity in the Jaipur, now it is there. Now, if you go to Jaipur, you can see very big, nice temple, Radha Govind Mandir. They were actually Rupa Goswami's deities in Vrindavan, when the Muslim invasion took place, the temple was, uh, you know, destroyed. At that time, uh, the deities were taken and they were put in Jaipur. And these uh, Radha Govinda deities, uh, the Govindev was personally dictating and Baladev Vidya Bhushan was writing. Personally dictating. The same Prabhupada, Krishna is dictating and he is writing. So his writing are never to be taken as ordinary books. Oh, it is a it is a philosopher's uh, what? Um, it is Prabhupada's opinion, as, as just as it was Mahatma Gandhi's opinion, it was Survepally Radha Krishna's opinion, some Vivekananda's opinion. Uh, this is all Prabhupada's opinion. One of the books, one of the many commentaries of uh, the shastra. No, 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 no. They are the words of Krishna. They are Krishna's personal words. So, to understand, to think that, oh, they all are different uh, sadhus, you know, same, same, they are writing on the same book. It is different, different uh, angles of vision. No, no, no. One can understand Krishna only from one angle. What did, what did Krishna say? Bhakta me sakha cheti rahasyam hi This rahasyam, this, this, this secret of my knowledge will only be understood by you, Arjuna, because you are my sakha and bhakta. If you are not Bhakta and Sakha of Krishna, you can never understand. And the spiritual master is on that platform. He is a personal friend of Krishna. Not just, oh, because he is talking about Krishna, that's why he is friend. No, he is personally Krishna's friend. Just like you may have friends, right? Close friends. (coughs) The spiritual master is a personal close friend of Krishna. Just like Arjuna was. And therefore, only he can understand the Bhagavad Gita properly. Others cannot understand. They may write. There are many commentaries on Bhagavad Gita or all these books. Vedas, Shastra, none of them can match, Prabhupada's, that's why Prabhupada said, before I stepped into America, there are already about 700 versions of Bhagavad Gita, why there is a need for another one? Prabhupada said, because there was no authorized edition at all, not a single person became devotee by the 700 translations, whereas this one translation made thousands and thousands of devotees, why? Because it is Krishna's personal words, Prabhupada is Transparent via medium, always uh, Prabhupada explained that the spiritual master is a transparent via medium to Krishna. Transparent via medium means, from Krishna the knowledge comes without any opaqueness, without any censorship, no uncensored knowledge from Krishna comes. Whereas if you hear from all these, these you know, mental speculators, they will censor Krishna's words and they will put their own meaning. That kind of censored uh, knowledge we don't want. We want uncensored knowledge, transparent via medium. So, the knowledge of Krishna comes from through the spiritual master in transparent way. Not only that, our service to Krishna through the spiritual master also is transparent. Uh, there is no blockage. If the person is not connected, if the so-called spiritual master, if he is not connected to Krishna, by serving him, we cannot serve Krishna. So Krishna is not pleased. Krishna doesn't care who is he. Whereas, Krishna did not care of the Nalakubara and Manigriva, but why he went for the deliverance? Because he cared for Narada's word. Narada said, um, one day Krishna will come and release you from this curse and from trees you will, back, you will become back uh, this um, demigods again. You will be liberated from the curse by Krishna. So, to fulfill Narada's word, he came. So, our advancement in Krishna consciousness is only because of Prabhupada's mercy. It is not that we are great devotees. That's why we are making supreme advancement. You know? No. It is because of Prabhupada's mercy, we are making any advancement, if at all. If we are strictly holding Prabhupada's feet, if you are not, then Prabhupada said, you hold the tip of my dhoti, I will take you back to Godhead. That means what? If we just stick to his instructions, we can go back to Godhead. So, we have to take spiritual master like that. The fourth offence. Shruti Shastra Nindanam is to blaspheme the Vedic literatures such as the four Vedas and the Puranas. To blaspheme the Vedic literatures or literatures in pursuance of the Vedic version like the Goswami's literature, like Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Charitamrita is not one of the Vedic literatures written by Vyasadeva, but it is a literature or Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Bhakti. Or, uh, what is the Upadeshamrita, nectar of instruction, nectar of devotion? They are not part of the Vedic literature written by Vasudev, but in pursuance of the Vedic version. Hmm. So, Chaitanya Charitamrita is in in pursuance of the Vedic version. So, all these scriptures to blaspheme them. So, what constitutes blasphemy of the scriptures? Number one, to not believe in them. Like, um, what is that? Perfect example is uh, Prabhupada said that the cow dung or corn shell. Cow dung is a stool of an animal. So, if you logically see, a stool is a contaminated thing. So, even if we touch our own stool, we have to take bath. <coughs> so, it is so contaminating. So, but uh, a stool of a cow is so pure that the Lord can be bathed with it. <coughs> In fact, um, When Putana came and Krishna killed Putana, of course, but his mother was always thinking, oh, Krishna, ah, it was so fortunate that, you know, by the mercy of the demigods, you know, Krishna was saved. Of course, she was in that mood (coughs) of a mother in ecstasy. She never considered Krishna as Bhagawan. She considered him as her own son. So, immediately what she did? Oh, uh, in order not to be affected by any evil influences, uh, she quickly, you know, put, uh, encircled him with the cow's tail, you know, and then uh, bathe him in cow urine and put him, put for him the tilak, all the 12 places with the cow dung, you know. So, all these things, uh, cow is so uh, pure that milk or uh, dung or urine, every part of the animal is so pure, but they try to kill the cow nowadays. So, anyway, the um, Shastra, when the star Shastra says something, to not believe it is an offence and when Shastra is being discussed, to sleep is also offence you know, when Bhagavatam class is going on, some class is going on, sleeping nicely, snoring, you know, this is offence. So we should be attentive, we should, you know, hear uh, because uh, Krishna is speaking, uh, come on. So, Sruti Shastra Nandanam and even when we put the Bhagavad Gita, put properly, somewhere. This way, we cannot put it on the floor. That is also an offense. Uh, the books of the Shastra cannot be put on the floor directly. Uh, and then also, um, on the Bhagavad Gita, we cannot put anything else. Like, we cannot use it as a table. You know, put some, you know, handphone. Uh, your Instagram feed all going on the top of the Bhagavad Gita. No, that cannot be done. Another thing is also, we cannot make markings in the Bhagavad Gita. Like, Oh, this is a nice point. Let me. No, we should not do like that or highlight. No, we should make separate notes. We should leave the Bhagavad Gita as it is. Yeah, that is a proper way. In fact, there was uh, one story where uh, one uh, Brahmana, see I am very bad at stories, but I will try to narrate as much as I can remember. So, this Brahmana, he was... Um, he was uh, meditating on Krishna and you know his like that and he was not very much caring about how to earn a livelihood. He was he was always always you know thinking about Krishna singing his glories like that. So he was uh, his family was very very poor and you know the wife also asking children also you know going to starve you know what is this then you know he he. <clears throat> He, 9, chapter 9, text 22, Yogakshema Vahamyam. If you see the verse, he says, I'll show you the verse. So, this is the verse in chapter 9, text 22. Ananyas Chintayantumam, yejana paryupasate. Tesham nityabhi yuktanam. yejana paryupasate. Yoga Kshemam <clears throat> But those who always worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. So he saw this, maybe this is not true, you know. He crossed it off. He crossed it off, you know. So maybe this is, uh, you know, he did not have faith in that statement because his family was becoming poor and poor and then they will. He was thinking, if I, if I glorify, then you know, uh, you know, Krishna will provide. So I will just uh, depend on him, and you know, chant his glory, So, but you know, Krishna was testing, of course. So then he he did this. You know, he cut, he struck off. Then uh, he went out. Then uh, one boy came. To the house and then gave so many, so many rice. I mean, uh, vegetables, so much rice and everything. And we left. And actually, before leaving, uh, anyway, he left. So then later on, this brahmin came, and um, he said, "How, how have you prepared all these things?" You no, know? no, one boy came. He, your student, he came, because he, this, he is a brahmana, so he has, has some students in the Gurukul, you know, like. He was teaching, so he said he was your student only. He, your student came and gave all these things. My student? He, yeah, he said you only asked him to give. You actually beat him. Why? Why did you beat him? You know, poor boy. You know, no, where? No, he was having mark You know, on his back that he was beaten. Oh, then he understood. Oh, this must be Krishna himself. Those lines I struck on the Bhagavad Gita were actually the lines on his on his body. So. Then, oh, then he understood, then he, you know, understood his mistake. So, we cannot make markings on the Bhagavad Gita and we should not uh, have a lack of faith in the statements of Bhagavad Gita and all books, especially given by Srila Prabhupada, all the Shastra, we cannot lack faith in them. We should, and how to not lack faith in them? To understand their glories, to read always. Why this lack of faith happens? Because we hear too much to the, too much from this so called scientists and people of this mundane world, when we tell some people man never, never, never landed on the moon, I say ah oh, what nonsense you are speaking come on you know this is the biggest scientific breakthrough of the 21st 20th century and you are saying like this what is this, they are so confident in their statement, so I always ask them sir have you seen the man on the moon, have you gone to the moon and seen the man on the moon, no, but, you know, you know, it came out in the news and everything, video footage is there. But, uh, video footage nowadays, you know, there is a movie called Mars, which released, Hollywood movie. Those effects are so much better than the moon landing video, you know. Don't you think so? And, they, you mean, you, you will believe that they went to Mars and actually shot it on the Mars? They shot it on the, in, in America. Come on. So, but why you are so confident? Because you did not see, I did not see. And, you are saying... I am having faith in, oh you are having all, you see, you are having some blind faith in these books, you know, in your Shastra and that's why you are talking all this rubbish, they will say like this. And then, sir, you are also having blind faith in the so-called scientists. You have not checked, you have not checked the footage, you have not actually gone and interviewed those people who have so-called gone to the moon and you have not gone to the moon to see whether the flag was there, American flag was correct or not, you did not see all these things, you did not check, you did not do your due diligence. How do you believe it? Because you have read in the textbook. So, it is so strong. Actually, everyone is, is faith-based. They say, we are all having just faith. You know, there is no, it is not provable. It is not, no, everything is provable. But, the thing is, everything. everybody is on faith. Everybody is accepting everything on faith. When Prabhupada said, when you go to the barber, you know, you, you know, especially men, you know, they want to, shave sometimes. So, they gladly spread their neck uh, with the, at the barber. The barber has a knife, you know. One slit and they die. The guy will die. But he is having faith that he will not do that. No, he will not do it. He will just shave it. We are at risk. We are at risk. So, there is also faith. And when we um, buy a plane ticket, now there is no faith on planes. Nobody is going on planes now. But... When people went, you buy the plane ticket and we call the other person on the other side, uh, come pick me up at the airport at this time, how do you know, how do you know you are going to land like MH370, went somewhere, nobody knows, what happened, It's all faith, we are hoping that everything will go as planned, but anything can happen, so we are accepting everything on faith and when we receive some news, we accept it on faith. So, all things we're we are accepting, we are sitting on this and this, uh, this is a third floor of a building. We are having faith that this building won't fall the next moment. That's why we are sitting here. If we did not have that faith, we will run outside already. When earthquake comes, what happens? The faith gets shaken. Not only earth shakes, our faith also gets shaken that this, that this uh, building can protect me. And Now, we are uh, having full faith that this building will protect me. But when the earth shakes, our faith gets shaken and <laughs> we will run away from the building. So, but now we are having faith right? So, everything we are accepting on faith. So, whether I have the faith in the Supreme Lord Krishna or I have faith on some paltry man who is a cheater, who has cheating propensity, he has uh, mistakes, he is committing, you know, um, uh, what is that? Imperfect senses, tendency to cheat, all these things. Brahm, Brahmad, Pralipsa, Karanapat. Or should I have my faith in Shastra and Guru who are speaking, who will never speak anything wrong? That is only the question so because i have a, i was conditioned in one way since my childhood it is very d- difficult to accept the other thing now when i am presented oh man we never went to the moon ah it, why because you have learned it one way so that, that's why it is very important bhagavat kaumara acharyat prajna this devotional service must be practiced from very childhood you see so shruti shastra nindanam so that is we have to have full faith in this Vedic uh, scriptures So, I think we will stop here, we have completed until fourth offence, we will visit the other offences tomorrow and also inattentive chanting is another important offence to be avoided. So, all these things we will continue tomorrow because this will go on even more than the limits. So, I think we will stop here. So, any questions or comments we will address them now. So, any questions or comments? So, question from Sri, He's saying, is it true that Śrīla Prabhupāda asked us to keep the picture of Lord Chaitanya and chant Hare Krishna? It is said in Bhagavatam that doing so, we are actually worshipping and Worshipping him and that is the actual way of actual way to worship Chaitanya, right? Yeah, you can you should definitely keep picture of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chanting his mantra is important. Hmm? Of course, we have to keep his pictures, Krishna pictures, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu picture, Prabhupada picture, should always have. But our mantra chanting should never go down. That we should always chant. Next. I am interested to get some qualifications. I am graduate in psychology and I am doing distant postgraduate. now I am not satisfied with distant PG, so trying to get admission for regular PG, if coronavirus allows, next academic year. After that I would like to choose teaching profession in my subject or do LLB law and be a lawyer or any other law related field. At the same time I have interest to study the Vedic scriptures by following. Regulative principles chanting fasting if i do so is it an offence why we have to waste our time in material education you don't have to waste our time when we have understood that uh, krishna consciousness is the best education and one is already not see one once is all, when one is already educated in one way and then then he has in, come, inter, has been introduced to krishna consciousness that's another thing but when it is within our control, why we should unnecessarily waste time uh, pursuing all this material education for what? And especially, women they have to, according to Vedic culture, they have to. Uh, Prabhupada said, You must get degree in uh, BSc, all women must get degree BSc, Bachelor of Sabji and Chapati. That is all. That means, how to become. Uh, M.S.C, master, master of uh, Sabjayan Shapat, M.S.C, but must become M.S.C, so, master of subjain because that is the duty of a woman, Sri Dharma is a, is a certain way. So, we have to do what is uh, prescribed in the Vedas. So, when a woman goes out, she is always in danger uh, of being polluted, of being abused and if it is not necessary, it is not necessary. One should try as much as possible to follow the, Dharma. Of course, if one, is all, if one is already stuck in one way, that is another thing. If, if financial means are not met somehow or other, one should still work. One can still work it out. Actually, if one really wants, one can work it out. So it is always best that a woman do her part as a house, housewife. So that is the best occupation. They think women nowadays think that oh, how you are? Why you are demeaning us? You know why you are thinking that? Why you are saying that we should only be at the, in the house? That is also an important service, they don't understand, they don't take it as a important job. They think a housewife has nothing to do, you know, simply some unqualified woman, No, that is, a, that is a very important thing to do. But because they neglected, therefore, children also become not properly trained and then everything becomes topsy-turvy and broken families and all these occur and there is practically no rapport between them, children and parents and not only that. If she is at home, not only household duties, but also devotion to Krishna. If she is a nice devotee, then she can teach the children also in the proper way. The family can be in the proper method, you know, following everything. But if that is not followed, then what is the use of all this degree, lawyer? I am telling you, it is a waste of time. Why Siddhan Saraswati Thakur left? It is was a waste of time. Why Bhaktivuna Thakur? He is a magistrate. What he did... He quickly finished his cases, you know he was very fast at his judgment, nobody would believe how many cases he could finish in one day, so fast he would give a judgment, why? Because he quickly finished that, of course do it properly and then write Vaishnava literature and also not only that, that position gave Bhaktivana Thakur opportunity to manage the affairs of Jagannath temple when he was in Orissa and he went to also with because of his influence he uh, preached to so many people. And not only that, he found the uh, uh, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, all these things, you know, they are not, And he himself wrote, Jada chhari Mayar Vaibhav. He, he give up this, uh, what is that? Material education. Uh, it is a hindrance to the path of spiritual advancement. So, basic education, as long as one can read and write and do simple maths, that is fine. One should read Prabhupada's books after that. That is real education, real law. If you want law, like, you know, how a lawyer quotes, oh, section so and so, chapter so and so, article so and so, clause so and so. Like that, we should know what canto, what chapter, what verse, like this, everything, one like a lawyer. Prabhupada said, we should know our books better than the lawyer know the law books. So, that is a proper way. We better become spiritual lawyers. Why become material lawyers? And teach the people proper law of the Lord, not of this country and all these things. You can think that, you oh, I will become a good lawyer and I will I will save all these people. And I will, you know... Save you, we cannot save anybody. We save by saving the soul, not the body. That is that is to be understood. So we should have proper faith in these instructions. Okay, next, I think there are a few questions actually. Question I know Lord Chaitanya is God, however, I have a very deep question. Why do they call him Mahaprabhu instead of Bhagavan like Krishna? Likewise Nityananda Prabhu. Why call him just Prabhu when he is Bhagavan? Sorry, I was just very, very curious and want to have a deeper understanding. Please tolerate me. There is no difference. Lord Chaitanya, Mahaprabhu means the Lord only. Prabhu means master and, you know, uh, the Supreme Master is Krishna only. So, of course, we also should respect his mood as a devotee. Hmm. Therefore, even while offering, for example, although he is Bhagwan, but his mood is also there of a devotee. So, we all, we worship him as Bhagavan. At the same time, we also uh, have respect for his mood as a devotee. When offering to Krishna the foodstuffs on Ekadasi, for example, we offer Krishna all grains because Krishna has no Ekadasi fasting. Enough. Krishna does not fast. Krishna only feasts. So, he does not have any tapas to do. We have tapasar to do to get, get Krishna. So, fasting Krishna does not do. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we offer him uh, Ekadasi offerings like uh, Anukalpa offerings without grains. So, that is his mood as a devotee. He wants to, you know but at the same time, he is Krishna also. So, a devotee acknowledges the two aspects of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, he actually, he was also called uh, Prabhupada and one of the purports Prabhupada mentioned. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was called Prabhupada also. So, in that way, uh, Mahaprabhu means the same, Mahapurusha, Mahapurusha, Te Charanaravindam, you see that 11, 5, 34, 33 and 34, these two verses. Actually, they are in regards to chaitanya mahaprabhu confidentially. See, purusha means enjoyer mahapurusha means supreme enjoyer hmm. <speaking in Hebrew> Vande Mahapurushate Charanaravindam. O Mahapurusha, I worship your lotus feet. You gave up the association of the goddess of fortune and all her opulence, which is most difficult to renounce and is anchored after even by the great demigods. Being the most faithful follower of the path of, of, the path of religion, you thus left for the forest in obedience to a Brahmana's curse. Out of sheer mercifulness, you chase after the fallen conditioned souls who are always in pursuit of the false en- enjoyment of illusion and at the same time engaged in searching out your own desired object, Lord Sundar. So, Mahapurusha Techarana, here is called Mahapurusha. So, Purusha means enjoyer, Prabhu means enjoyer, uh, Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Of course, we respect every devotee as Prabhu, but mm-hmm. Supreme Prabhu is Krishna only. So, there is no difference whether calling him Bhagavan or Prabhu. Hari Prasad is asking, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, Hare Krishna Prabhu, where can I read stories of Tulsi Maharani? Can you please send the story link of Tulsi Maharani? So, yeah, we will put a link in our two two Tulsi videos that we did, part one, part two. So, we will put the link of the whole story. So, you can read from there. Sri is asking, you said that doing it alone will never attain success, I understand. How about those in non-devotee family? Yeah, still associate with devotees, it's not. uh, So, even if non-devotee family, one should come and associate with devotees. And now, you are associating in this online class, that is also association. So, in the association of devotees only, we can advance, we cannot do it alone. That's why temples are there, Prabhupada established temple, so that all devotees can congregate and then here we can learn. Again, Sri, Sri has a lot of questions. Is it true that by chanting Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra, he hears us from Goloka? Yeah, of course. So, Srila Prabhupada will always hear us when we chant his mantra. Not only in his mantra, his murti also. When he, his worship, I saw somebody shared a video with me. Uh, He made a murti of Narendra Modi and did Abhishek. Milk, yogurt, ghee, honey, all, panchamrata. He made of Narendra Modi. Narendra Modi is not going to get any of that. Any of that on his head. You know, But when we worship the spiritual master, because he is you know, his different personality, we cannot equate them, equate ordinary personality to the you know, Mukta Purusha like Prabhupada. Prabhupada can accept through his moorthis uh, the worship by his devotees all around the world. He can accept in fact, once there was a um, hilarious situation which happened after Sri Prabhupada's departure, physical departure. So, there were 12 Gurus. They are called Zonal Acharyas. Zonal, they divided, the, you know, in, in our iskcon So, the 12 devotees, they became Acharyas and they divided the world into 12 zones and each Acharya was of a separate zone. The zonal Acharyas, they used to be called. So, one of them was Bhagawan. Now he fell down anyway. he fell away with, with his disciple and he married her. But um, when he was sannyasi, so it so happened that he was in Mayapur and his disciple was doing the arati for the Radha Madhava and Ashtasakhi deities and he did arthi. And then um, you know the light deeper, he offered, you know, when you offer first you offer to the guru, then Param Guru, I mean Param uh, Guru means Prabhupada's guru. So, of course, that he was that disciple was thinking, my guru is Bhavananda, this uh, Bhagwandas Swami, and his guru is Prabhupada. and then after that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Radha Krishna, and you know, all this. So, after all is finished, then uh, all the, the Vaishnavas, and he, the guru, was also there. And that lamp was being, you know, all devotees, you know, you know, take the Aarti blessings from the lamp. So, somebody came to him. Then he was standing. You did not understand that it was already offered to me there. Then <laughs> oh, then he then he uh, that devotee just uh, took it to the other devotees. Then he, because he was so proud, no. So one of the other disciples of Prabhupada, his he, this uh, guru's god brother, he saw it, he saw he saw this behavior. Okay. Lunch time, At lunch lunchtime prasadam was served, it was not served to him. Then he said, Where is where is the prasadam? No, I thought it was already offered to you in the altar. <laughs> so, uh, when conditioned souls try to imitate the behavior of a pure devotee, this is what will happen. They will make a fool out of themselves. So, uh, but Srila Prabhupada, he is a pure devotee. He can accept through his murti. And when we chant his mantra, he can he can hear it. So, actually, there was another incident which uh, one of the devotees, Atma Tattva Prabhu, I think, uh, Prabhupada's disciples, he was mentioning this, that one day he did not... Uh, wake up for Mangalarti. he somehow overshot, he did not wake up, he felt very, very bad and he was actually sitting in the car, uh, he was sitting in the car and Prabhupada was sitting in front and he was, um, he was feeling very bad, you know, that I missed Mangalarti. and in the car he was like, just uh, silently he was chanting, please Prabhupada forgive me, Namo, Krishna Bhutale, Srimute, he was just silently saying this mantra. Then, uh, Prabhupada looked behind and said, uh, the spiritual master will forgive you, if you pay obeisances to him, but do not repeat it. So then, he was like shocked, he did not tell anything to Prabhupada. So many such instances, so of course, Srila Prabhupada can hear us, when we chant his mantra. Venkatesh Prabhu is asking, no, another question, Sri, (laughs) one last question. After a devotee enters the spiritual kingdom, how will he look like? What is his form? That is for not, that is not for you to understand now. First, let us concentrate on our nivritti ivrithi. Get, like get our, uh, you know, all the dirty things in our heart cleansed first. We should not be too eager to understand all these things. In fact, once Srila Prabhupada was asked the same question. Prabhupada, what is our Siddha, uh, Siddha Roop, our, our perfected form in the spiritual world? Prabhupada said, what nonsense, huh? Siddha, Swaroop, all this. First, first of all, what is, where is anartha and where is the dirty things in the heart gone? First get, get rid, rid of them and then speak of all these things. Not for us to understand. Prabhupada scolded him. Of course, I am not scolding you. I am requesting you. Please, uh, first let us concentrate on a basic Vaidhi Bhakti that Srila Prabhupada has given us. All this will be revealed in the future. As one should say, just stick to the instructions of Prabhupada. Automatically, this will be revealed later on. But please ask questions concerning the topics in the class. Because our topic is 10 offenses and chanting the holy name Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You know, this is the topic. So, please ask according to this. Other questions, we can ask other time, but not now. Vrajakishwara Prabhu. Question. Is the chanting of Panchatattva Mantra applicable to each and every round that we chant? I see some devotees do, while others do not. Yeah. So, this doubt I also had. Um, so, Prabhupada said, before chanting Hare Krishna, we chant the Hare, I mean, Panchatattva Mantra. So, of course, all devotees chant uh, in before every round. So, what Sundugopal Prabhu told me, you know, if you see the chanting japa of Prabhupada, you will never hear him pause for a while and chant the Chai Sri Krishna Chaitanya. He was chanting Hare Krishna all the way. So, before each session, he chants Chaya Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada. Before each session of chanting. But it is uh, not wrong to chant before every round also. Um, but the way Prabhupada did it is, it's like that. So, he, he used to chant Jasri Chai Krishna Chaitanya. And then after that, continuously hariyagan the whole session. So, <coughs> this uh, it is it is either way, but of course, to invoke the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one can always stand before every round. Also, <coughs> Ajanya Mataji. if I do some years materialistic services like lecturer or lawyer, then rest of life and devotional service, then what will happen to my soul? Can I get better birth, a man's body, for example, to progress in Krishna consciousness? Okay, Let me ask you this question first, what is the assurance that after some times of uh, materialistic services like lecturer or lawyer, you will still continue to live? What if you die while studying or while practicing your lawyer life or lecturer life or what if you get entangled in those lecturer or lawyer, uh, you know, um, professions and never be able to come out of that because you, you have so many cases to look, look out to. And because if you suddenly decide, okay, now I am going to give up everything, I am going to do spiritual life, but somebody is begging you, you no, know, no, this is very important case, some rapist or something, you know, you want to fight for this and then you will suddenly be overtaken by all emotions and then, yes, I want to do it and will you stop? Don't make this kind of plans. We, <laughs> we can make a huge plan of life. It will be undone in one second by Krishna. So, a devotee should live life as if he is going to die. If this was my last day, if this is my last day that I would live and I... Tomorrow I am not going to live. Am I going to do anything else other than chanting? That is how we should live. That's why ch- Prabhupada always, when he got up in the morning, first thing he chanted Krishna tvadiya padapanga japanjarantam adhyay vame vishatumana saraja hamsa prana prayana Samaye pavata pittae kantha varodhana smaranam kutaste. When he was going to the bathroom, from bed to the bathroom, he would, he would chant this verse. First thing in the morning, that I let me die now today, because I do not know at the time of death, I will be able to remember Krishna or not. And with all these materialistic services and all, we are just giving ourselves opportunity to forget Krishna nicely, nicely. So, why, why we should waste time? As much as possible, give up everything, give up everything. If you are already stuck, there is another thing. And then also, it is not that, oh, uh, Prabhu, I am already stuck. So, <laughs> this uh, instruction does not apply to me. I can do whatever I want. No, 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 no. You should pray, Prabhu, uh, Krishna, please uh, take me out of this materialistic services and put me in the service of devotees and Krishna. That should be the, those prayer of those who are already stuck with, you know, other kinds of materialistic occupations. But, th- we, once when one has not gone there and one, one and one has an option, why, we, why should one desire to do all these things? Where is the assurance that you will live after some time? We don't have assurance of how long we're going to live. So, why we make all these plans? Adding on to Vrajagisho's question, Ajanya, I have the same doubt because I am using a counting instrument instead of Japamala. Then I am chanting Panchatattva Mantra only once, then stops when the counter shows 1728. So, chanting between, I mean, in the beginning of each session is also alright. Chanting between, I mean, in in the beginning of each round, it's never, we cannot say you should not chant, there is no such instruction but it is just that if you observe Srila prabhupada's chanting it doesn't look like he was chanting in the middle Sri krishna chaitanya Prabhupada nityananda uh, of course in the beginning we should all chant uh, first the mantra and then start our chanting so each, each session of chanting but it is not uh, against the rule that if one chants e- bit in front of i mean in in i mean before the start of each and every round <coughs> If you are chanting without beads for some reason because of parents, atheists, or they don't allow, that's another thing. But as far as possible, you should use the Tulusi beads and chant properly. Hari Prasad um, is asking questions uh, Where can I read Garuda Puran? Can you please send the Garuda Puran story link? Well, let us read Prabhupada's books first. If we have finished that, then let us see if we can go to Puran, Because there is so much, I mean, material here. Let us read this first. So, I do not know. Honestly, I do not know where Garuda Puran link is. So, if you want, you can Google it. But, um, I would suggest that first we read what books are given by Srila Prabhupada. Because, um, there is enough material to read. Our whole life is not enough. So much to learn. Hmm. So, let us try to... Read his books first. Hmm? Sri, so I know, it was not going to be the last question. Hmm. No offense to Lord Shiva, but why does he allow his devotees to worship him when he knows that Krishna is Bhagavan? Sorry, I am just curious. So, Lord Shiva is a demigod. So, all these demigods are also <coughs> given. <coughs> In the Vedas, there are sacrificed, sacrifice and puja to all these demigods. that are also part of the Vedic. System because of those who do not want to worship Vishnu or Krishna, they want materialistic desires. So, Krishna gave them an opportunity to worship at least follow Vedic rules. So, these demigods are also my parts and parcels. So, although it is an improper way to Avidhi purvakam, but she will at least somehow or other come in contact. You know, so just like Prabhupada gave the example when you come to a saintly person, you touch his feet. But to touch his head is improper. No, you cannot say, I am touching the body of pure devotee. You know what is there? Head or feet? No. The proper way is feet. When one one is giving blessing to someone, then he touches the head. So, to touch the head of a saintly person and say like this, like this, what is that? That is not proper. That is purvakam. That is disrespectful. But, Krishna is so merciful that even though it is purvakam, he still allows, okay, at least somewhere or other you follow the Vedas. Although you are against me, but you follow this, that is also me only, but differently, through proxy, through you know, more, you know, official way, but not in a devotional way. So, for those who are not Vaishnavas, at least start somewhere and slowly, at least follow the Vedic principle, instead of being a complete out-and-out sinner by unrestricted sense gratification, at least do regulated sense gratification by this Devada, puja and like that. That's why these systems are all laid out in the Vedas, uh, but he is also Vaishnava at the same time. Hmm. Again, Sri, is it okay to worship the demigods as Vaishnavas and beg them for Hari Bhakti? Yes, it is alright. But don't get into this um, uh, too much. For us, Shri Prabhupada is enough. Because what? Sarvadeva Mayoguru. Sarvadeva Mayoguru. He is the representative of all the demigods. Yeah, that is there in Acharyan Maam Mijaniyan Karhicit. Namartya sarvadeva mayo guru. So, 11, 17, 27 in Bh- Srimad Bhagavatam. So, all the demigods are already there in Prabhupada. So, let us worship Prabhupada. Because, if I say yes now, you know what will happen? Next, you will see all the devotees, homes, all demigods, full of demigods. Why? Prabhu, they also Vaishnavas Prabhu. Through Vaishnavas mercy, I will get Krishna. This will become like that. So, let us not invent our own ways. Yes, we should always respect them. Um, whenever we pass by a demigod temple, we should chant the uh, respective sloka asking them for Hari Bhakti. But at the same time, don't start un- unregulated forms of worship, starting putting Ganesh and putting even Ganesh worship is there in the Bhaktirasamata Sindhu. It is said that one should worship Ganesh before any puja of Krishna. Rupa Goswami gave that. Prabhupada said no because he knew it is not that he is against Rupa Goswami, no, because he knows the, knows the tendency of us devotees that we will slowly, ah, Rupa Goswami said Ganesh, so I will put Ganesh and slowly Ganesh is there, if I don't put his father, he will get angry, Lord Shiva also, no but Shiva will get angry, if Parvati is not there, so, but if all of them are there, Kartikeya is left out, then he will feel bad, so Kartikeya will come, all fa- happy family will come, are if all these demigods are there, then what about Saraswati, what about Lakshmi, everybody will come, these kind of sentiments we cannot fall for, so Prabhupada knows, we, fall, we will fall for all these sentiments, sentiments, <laughs> he said, no. Yes, Ganesh is all respects to all of them. It is not that we are disrespecting, but we cannot worship them. It will get into all this demigod worship again. So, we cannot allow all these things to happen. Venkatesh Prabhu. But one doubt, Prabhu, why not demigod Prasadam can't take? They are also pure devotees, right? For example, Shiva or Ganesh, sometimes we offer food to Srila Prabhupada, pure devotee and our spiritual master also take, right? Sorry if I am offensive in asking this. (coughs) i think i've already explained this earlier in the in the session if I, if you have heard properly i've already explained this that um, although they are devotees of uh, krishna but it is not that they are pure devotees they are great devotees but a pure devotee is even higher than the demigods because he has absolutely zero tinge for material sense gratification whereas demigods have still a sense of overloading in this material world. That's why they were gi- they are given that position. Uh, but, uh, pure devotee is above even those. He has zero desire of sense gratification. One thing. Next thing is, although yes, they are great, very exalted devotees of Krishna, they are offered those, a devotee of Krishna will only accept prasadam. So, the proper way to offer uh, um, food to the demigods, according to Shastra Shastravidhi, is that first it has to be offered to Vishnu and the Vishnu Prasad has to be offered the share of the sacrifice is given to the different demigods it is not that you can uh, worship in any demigod worship also one has to worship Vishnu first and that remnant of that sacrifice is offered to the demigod one cannot worship like that but these people they will do and they are not devotees They are not cook with devotion are not meant for Vishnu prasadam, and they just cook and offer like that and then give So, that's why it is said, it is actually said in one of the purports, maybe Vishnu Prabhu or somebody will come up with a quote. So, we cannot take Vishnu, uh, I mean, the demigods Prasadam from the temple also. Spiritual master, yes, he gives everything to Krishna and is offered food, that is why we can take. And because it is offered by devotees to Prabhupada, you, you think Prabhupada will take anybody else's cooking, he will accept from the devotees cooking only. Devotees means devotees of Krishna, Vaishnavas. So, if these people, they are not Vaishnavas, They are worshippers of uh, demigods, they don't worship Vishnu and uh, Vaishnavas means with proper sadhana, with proper everything. So unless a person is proper Vaishnava, his uh, his offerings won't be accepted. So that's why uh, Krishna said, uh, patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktya It is not that I will accept patram pushpam, I will accept with bhakti that which is offered, that I will accept, that bhakti is most important. So bhakta can offer with bhakti, so that is important. All the serials and movies which portray or depict the Puranas inaccurately or in scandalous manner, they are also categorized under the fourth offence, right? Good question. So, this is, yes. So, watching Mahabharata Ramayana, you know, of um, the which are not portrayed properly, according to the Shastra, they are also offence of Shastra, against Shastra, because they have no regard. Like uh, I told that example of Ramayana. Ram, went and touched the Ahalya who was a stone with his feet. Everybody knows it. He touched Ahalya with his feet and she became again woman from stone. But in this serial which I saw Siyakya Ram or something, Ram went and then he went and touched the feet of Ahalya. Oh my mother and then she became woman. Oh my mother you know you have been unjustly you know uh, cursed and who, who gave all this dialogue? Where, where Ram touched the feet of Ahalya and, and put on his head? What? This is nonsense. Some feminist, some feminist was there who could not see that the uh, Krishna's feet, uh, I mean, Ram's feet touched uh, the uh, woman. Woman must be great, you know, therefore, he must touch the feet of the woman. Where? Where? It means he, she is so great that it is beneath her dignity for Ram's feet to touch her head. Huh? Some feminist ideas put into the, So, this is all rubbish, absolute rubbish. So, serials or movies which do not portray, there are some movies which are nicely also there uh, portraying like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Nadia, uh, what is that, Nimai of Nadia, Haridas Thakur movies, they are quite alright to watch, but uh, some of these serials especially in the modern time, they are completely, you know, um, against the real instruction. Then, uh, actually, I wanted to show regarding the third offence of Guru Avagyam. Now, before I forget. Wow, 10.10. 10. Sorry. There is this important verse. 7.15.26 Yasya <laughs> Sakshad Bhagavati Jnana Deepa Prade gurav The spiritual master should be considered to be directly the Supreme Lord because he gives transcendental knowledge for enlightenment. Consequently, for one who maintains the material conception that the spiritual master is an ordinary human being, everything is frustrated. His enlightenment and his Vedic studies and knowledge are like the bathing of an elephant. See, if you understand him as a material human being, Everything is frustrated, all our learning will be frustrated, like the bathing of an elephant. Bathing of an elephant means fully again put all the dust back, no use of such bathing. Okay, next, Mukesh, what prayer we have to demigods? So, you can actually go to Brahma Samhita. Uh, in the Brahma Samhita, there are so many prayers. Uh, there is a verse for Durga, for Lord Shiva, for uh, Ganesh, for Brahma, uh, for Indra. Uh, so like this and in fact in uh, other sometimes in uh, bhagavatam also we will find some verses like this so like this there are so many shlokas we can chant those shlokas especially from the brahma samhita like the srishti sthiti pralaya sadhana shakti reka chaye vayasya bhuvanani bibhartti durga ichchan rupam priyasya chacheshrate esa govinda purusham tamaham bhajami this is Durga's prayer. So, anyway, you can go and read the Brahma Samhita, it has all the prayers, nice prayers. Uh, Sanatan Prabhu, is Prabhupada accept Iskand devotee service or not? So, does Prabhupada accept the service from Iskand devotees? So, (laughs) it's a complicated question. So, the thing is, one should serve him, his instructions, to the best possible manner, how Prabhupada is accepting which devotee's service, I do not know personally, but our duty as a disciple is to follow each of his instructions to the letter. So, if we are doing like you know Gaudiya Math for example, they were following kind of all the instructions of Bhaktivedanta Saraswataka, but they also ignored some of the instructions, some of the major instructions, which is the same, same is the case with our movement. So, eventually what happened? So, we cannot follow one and not follow the other, that is not a d- disciple. Disciple means discipline, just do. Our a, a, a soldier's duty is not to reason why, but to do and die. So, similarly, we have to be soldiers for Prabhupada. Prabhupada is the commander-in-chief and the guru, whatever he says, we have to just do. There is no argument for a disciple. So, if one does not do like that, then it's, it is not proper um, service, I mean properly offered. And nowadays, especially, they are considering Prabhupada's, you know, Prabhupada's books even as optional, you know, they are just, uh, you know, promoting these gurus books and all that, which are not nowhere like a Vaishnava literature and they are not even liberated souls and they are promoting their books also. So, this is more and more becoming displeasing to Prabhupada, of course, uh, Prabhupada is, how can Prabhupada be satisfied by this kind of, you know, uh, nonsense that is going on in his name? you know, so much child abuse went on, you know, homosexuality went on, murders happened and devotees I mean, so-called gurus in the pure parampara and falling down for, you know, like, you know, like dominoes and then for, for boys, for girls, for money, they were falling down for these things, where Prabhupada will be happy? Of course, Prabhupada will be not happy, um, but is he accepting his, is he accepting their service? you know, I can't speak for Prabhupada, but as a disciple, I know we cannot do like this. It is wrong, you know, but how Prabhupada is merciful, that I don't know. How much he is accepting, how much he is not, I cannot say. Maybe Sunda Gopal Prabhu can help with a quote, maybe if that is, that happens, I can share with you all um, or if somebody else is, has written a comment with the answer, we can always look at that. But Uh, As a disciple, as a disciple, we cannot disobey the order of the spiritual master, it is an offense. So, in the third offense is to disobey the order of the spiritual master, any order, Uh, every one of his orders. So, we have to follow his order. So, otherwise, where we can advance? Rohit Singh, Prabhu, what is (laughs) Ritvik? That is a whole, uh, Ritvik means, by definition, Ritvik means a priest. So, in brief Srila Prabhupada set up 11 priests in the beginning uh, that would conduct, who would conduct the initiation ceremony on behalf of Srila Prabhupada even after his physical departure. So, Ritvik means he is not the guru of the new initiate, he is just doing on behalf of Srila Prabhupada and the disciple will become disciple of Prabhupada, not of this Ritvik, this representative of Prabhupada. one should understand, um, but in fact, we can actually leave a link in the comments about our whole, the whole Ritwik system that Prabhupada set up and how he wanted the initiations to be conducted, Um, this is so important because we should not miss this, um, because because of this order being flouted and not followed, the entire skon is in shambles now and it is growing even worse and worse every day, although it looks so called nice from the outside, those who are inside they know, so much is going on because of this prime disobedience of the order of the spiritual master. If the blessing of Prabhupada and Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is there, these things won't happen, but these things are happening at the top level. That means, you know, there is a big problem, because there is a disobedience of the instruction. Mark Prabhu, if somebody Sahajiya, can we do offense if we say they are Sahajiya? Or that means, he is meaning that, if there is a sahajiya and if we call him a sahajiya, it is, an, is it an offence? It is not. Offence is when you attach something which is not true, some allegation. And, but if somebody, if, if one is a sahajiya and to say that he is a sahajya, that is not. But of course, it must be firmly established that he is actually a sahajya, But if you are calling a proper devotee a sahajiya, then that is an offence. But if he is an established sahajiya, <laughs> then to call him a sahajiya is not a problem. Prabhupada said, to call a spade a spade, is not a, it is it is not offensive, it is honesty. And devotee, we should be honest. We should not let somebody just ruin the movement by this Ajayya mentality and then just say, no, 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 I don't want to offend him. But then, uh, let, let Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Prabhupada be offended and their movement go to hell. Uh, let, I don't want to offend this person. No, I have to make sure, the you know, I have to fight for Srila Sh- 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 Prabhupada's movement, I should fight for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement for Krishna. If somebody is going against, then I have to point out. Then, that is, that is honesty, that is a service also. It is not out of envy that we do this. It is out of service for the holy name. And, for Shiliprabhupa, then, the authorized disciplic succession and the devotional service. Uh, Zumbur, Mark Prabhu, again, if somebody is sahajīya, can we do offense if you say the sahajiya? Few times, I had altercation about this topic. What is altercation? Maybe, doubt, is it? And I always get, I am a big offender, because they are devotees also or is it depend on our mentality. People may say, of course, the, even the Iskon devotees, they say, oh, we are Aparadhis, because we talk against them. It is not against them. Anybody who goes against Prabhupada, we have to say, we have to be honest and tell this is the truth. Prabhupada's instruction is this and this was disobeyed and this is what happened. That's it. It is not an offence. It is just the truth. It is just what happened. But, if, of course, they will say, oh, you are offending. Then, what about them? Are they not offending Prabhupada by disobeying his instructions? So, which is a greater offense? Even if you say, okay, I am an offender by talking about them like that. But, what about Prabhupada's instructions? Offense to him is not big enough. Uh, So, Sri says, sorry for asking so much. No, it is not. (laughs) But ask relevant questions, it is alright. Asking questions is good, asking relevant questions. Manjuge Simataji, what about those devotees who don't like to quit working and do service on their free time? Does this mean they still have material desires? If they don't like to quit, yes, they have material desires. But if they cannot quit for some reason immediately, but they want to quit and want to engage in full-time service, that is different. Uh, If they don't like to quit, of course, they have material desires and therefore, as they associate more with devotees, if they take the association seriously and learn from it, then they will also become pure. Sorry. Saurabh Prabhu. What is the difference between demigods and devas? It is the same. Demigods is devas. Devata, that's why there are two words, Devata and Bhagavan. Bhagavan means the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whereas Devata is those who are godly, so those who are demigods are, demigod means they are not god, they don't have the supreme power, they are like semi-gods like that, so like they are agents of god. So, they are invested with special power. It is like this Prabhupada uh, uh, explained in simple terms, like there is a government, there is a prime minister, there are many ministers. Now the defence minister, his jurisdiction is about defence. The, the, what is that, foreign affairs minister, he's a, his duty is about foreign affairs. So, each minister is delegated to a certain, certain duty, certain department of management of the government. Similarly, the whole universe has a management and the demigods, the devatas are different ministers of the universal government, but the prime minister, Jagannath is Krishna. Venkatesh Prabhu, but Krishna book is there with Kanto 10, before reading 9 cantos, how do we have to manage then Prabhu? Uh, it is alright. So, the question is, the Krishna book is there, it is uh, the summary of the 10th Kanto, it is without the first 9 cantos, can can uh, people read it? Yes, because it is uh, presented by Srila Prabhupada. So, Srila Prabhupada's explanation will guard us against going into unauthorized uh, moods or unauthorized thinking about Krishna's Raslila Lila and all these things. If you read Srila Prabhupada's explanation everything, uh, his, his explanation will guard us from all that pitfalls. So, you can read Krishna book. Of, because there Krishna, Prabhupada also mentions the greatness of Krishna and all that, you know, he mentions everything. If you read Krishna book, you will not be lost and thinking, Oh, Raslila Lila, now I will also become Krishna no one has read the krishna book and thought that you know, and i also i also will do raslila and nobody why because they are guarded by that and they never just discuss krishna's La- raslila only they knew how great krishna is by all his activities so yes we can read krishna book by shila Prabhupada. rajkishor is yes, uh, oh he is already finished um, what else um sri are neem beads good? Tulsi beads can't be used by those in the meat eating families, right? Yes, so start with neem beads. As we follow all the rules and regulations, then we start with tulusi beads. Chanting 16 rounds and 4 principles, then we start to use tulsi beads. Manjukir Ji, okay, it's already finished. Send this question again, okay. Saurabh Prabhu's question. Sita was kidnapped because Ram went to hunt and kill the golden deer? How can Ram kill a Nirdosh animal? Well, that is not really relevant to the today's topic. We can always answer this, but I think to keep the topic relevant and also it is already now going to be 10.30 here. So, we can discuss maybe another time, (coughs) but there is full answer to this. Um, But, I think we will probably skip this question because it is not relevant to today's topic. I am very sorry about that. Arjya Prabhu. Question, Prabhu, uh, after his divine grace Srila Prabhupada left for spiritual world, GBC released Bhagavad Gita and other scriptures, newer version and changed some of Srila Prabhupada's original translation. What is the right version of Bhagavad Gita to read? (coughs) So, by Prabhupada's mercy, the original books are available. uh, Prabhupadabooks.com. But, you know, we use this Veda base to show all the verses. It is actually from the changed books. Because there is no proper version of the original books in the Veda base, the, the zoom is not good enough and also in the some of the original books, some of the translations are also wrong, um, like uh, uh, what is that, Goraksha Vanijam, 18th chapter 40, 44th verse, Cow Protection, Prabhupada said Cow Protection, but they translated it as Cattle Raising and in the 10th chapter 29th verse, so there is a planet of... Uh, what is that? It is a. He said. Plan, it was translated as "Planet of Trees," but actually, it was a planet of the Pitra, the the forefathers. It was translated as "Planet of the Trees," so there some mistakes there. And uh, in the changed version, like in the 1866, if you go, chapter 18, text 66, Sarodharman Parityajya, In the purport, Prabhupada is mentioning the six aspects of surrender. In the original book, there is no shloka presented, but in the changed one, the shloka, the Sanskrit is also presented. So, that is alright. And also in the introduction, Shri Prabhupada explains the Gita Mahatmya, the 7 verses of the Gita Mahatmya without quoting the Sanskrit, he is explaining there, but in the changed version, you will see the the verses also, the Sanskrit verses also there. So, that is alright. So, you see there are but many of the translations, many of the changes that they did are completely unauthorized, like completely like in the 9th chapter, 26th verse, if you see, in the changed book, there is one big paragraph in the in the in the beginning and then followed by actual Prabhupada's actual translation. There was nothing wrong in that first paragraph in philosophy-wise, but there was no need when Prabhupada did not do it. So you know, not required. So, and sometimes in Chaitanya Charitam, the, the offenses are even, I mean, the changes are even more pronounced, even more critical. Like, criti- I mean, critical aspects of devotional life were changed in a different way. So, honestly, if you want to read the original, actually, they are all available prabhupadbooks.com. And uh, one should always stick to that while reading. And sometimes, if you need, you know, and also some. Uh, Corrections are also made in the changed one, like some references, the sloka is there, but the reference, the sloka number is wrong in the original. So, the number was changed. So, some some are okay, but some are not. So, it's a gray area actually. It is not, it, we should not change the word of the spiritual master, not even a letter Prabhupada said. So, in that spirit, we have to actually take, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, but... Those mistakes with Prabhupada also said, we should be corrected in the original one. If they were corrected and left it as it is, then it, it would have been good. <clears throat> but they did all these um, unnecessary changes, which are not required. So, that's that's why it is best to read the original ones for that reason. Um, but if one does not, especially in languages other than English, it is not available. Original ones are not available. So, they have no choice but to read the changed one, but it is not that you will become a non-devotee by reading the changed one, as some so-called Prabhupada Prabhupada Anugas say that, (coughs) in fact we have a whole written document about this, about the changed books. Although they have been changed, it is not that the entire book is now a different book, it is not Bhagavad Gita anymore, no. The changes amount to less than one percent, two percent of the entire book, the ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent is still Prabhupada's words only. So, the Prabhupada is so powerful, just like it is said, the the moon in the Narasimha Purana it is said, the the spots on the moon do not impede the moon from, uh, you know, spreading out its rays. So, similarly, these minor spots will not impede Srila Prabhupada from um, distributing the knowledge. We are not condoning the offense. It is certainly an offense to change the words of the spiritual master. But it is not that, that books are completely useless to the point that anybody who them, uh, reads them will go to hell. Some people actually, some so-called devotees say this, they will go to hell by reading those books. No, I read the changed book. I read the changed book only first. Three times I read the changed book, Bhagavad Gita. After then only I joined. Um. So, and and we have one case who was reading, um, uh, iskon devotee, who was reading in the Mayapur uh, Vyasapucha day of Prabhupada. He was reading a book, I mean uh, his offering was that, oh now the books are changed and all these things. He was fighting for the original books. But then he glorified Jayapataka Swami and one of the Iskon gurus and all that. Why? although he was fighting for the change, I mean original books, his understanding was not proper. And on the other hand, even though we started with changed book, we came to the right association, we found out what is the actual truth. So if that is what is available, especially in languages other than English. If that is what is, it is not an offence, it is not an offence to read them, no, but as far as possible, we can, we should read the original one and if there are any changes, we can always reconcile, we can find out, okay, this was changed, okay, fine, we understand like that, but do not make a whole hoo-ha about, oh, you will go to hell if you touch this book also, you know, uh, that is rubbish, that is absolute rubbish. Prabhupada is not so cheap that uh, because of some minute changes, in you know, whole philosophy, his whole philosophy is now useless. Everybody who reads Bhagavad Gita of the change book, he will all go to hell, that will not happen, no. Mm, after spiritual master, are the so-called devotees allowed to change his translation? No, we should not change his translation, why? We should not change, that's what I am saying. So we should not change his translation. So we should just read them as they are, but if nothing is available as we said in the other languages especially. And, we have to to read the other, whatever is available. So, alright, I think those are the questions. I think there are so many comments maybe in the, from inputs from Vishwambar Prabhu and, you know, ah here. Vishwambar Prabhu has quoted about the Prasadam from demigods, letter to Balimardhan Prabhu. Regarding staying in the various temples of demigods that is quite alright, but you should not take Prasadam from the demigods if you are offered. Our method is to follow the system as it is done done in Jagannath Puri. There the Bhoga is first offered to Lord Jagannath and then his Prasadam is distributed and offered to various demigods who reside in some nearby temples. Then the remnants of such Prasadam may be taken by us. So, this is the process. Wow! What is this? Such a long come. Oh, his Oh he, stored, he shared some story. Maybe was, you, you can all read it. It is a very long story. Yeah, i think that story about that uh, uh, that that brahmana arjun mishra i think mm, who who's uh, who cut who r- drew lines on the bhagavad gita so all right i think uh, many uh, references are quoted here you can read that <coughs> So here, there is one more, the four forms of criticising Sadhu Ninda from Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Harinam Sintamani. To criticise a sadhu for a fault in the circumstances of his birth, to criticise a sadhu uh, for an accidental unintentional or or unknowing fault, to criticise a sadhu for faults that are almost rectified, to criticise a sadhu for faults that occurred prior to his surrendering. So, these four are considered offending sadhus. So, all right, we will I think stop here, I think you get the gist of the message. All right, thank you very much. We will continue the offenses from the fifth offense from tomorrow onwards, Uh, from tomorrow. I think tomorrow we can finish the rest of them. जय हरिनाम प्रभु की जय श्री प्रभुपाद की जय श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव ब्रज की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा